Welcome to episode 46 of Push to Shout. I'm Brutalcom Powder. I'm Skippy Sigmatic. This isn't a good day or week. I mean... Uh, so, let's get it out of the way, the spoiler warning. We're going to talk about the ending of Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing to be done about that. I don't know. I can't even think. Let's just... Where do you start? Uh, my fucking pop filter's messing up. It was bad. It was a bad ending. <laughs> it sucked. It was really, really disappointingly bad. Uh, just last week, we were singing its praises. Like, I was prepared for it to be like the best game I ever played. And gameplay-wise, it probably still is the best game I've ever played. It's it's close, and, at least. Oh my god! Like, and you know, like, okay. well, here's the thing. Even presentation-wise. Uh, yeah. Not just the gameplay, but just the whole experience. It's all great. It's all fantastic. It's all 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's just that... It's yeah, just the so story. Let's get the facts out of the way so that we know what we're dealing with. Spoilers. He- the following podcast spoilers. will and contain spoilers for the us, entire both game. Both of us are making videos about about this. Turns out. We're just, we're just going to talk about everything, and it'll be probably in the videos too. Whatever. Um... So, at the end of Ground Zeroes, Big Boss's helicopter is shot down, and on that helicopter is a medic, who is their best man. It's shot down. It's not bombed by a vagina bomb. It's shot down now. No, actually, it's it's not. I, I, I don't know. Well, let's talk about the pause thing a little later. Okay, we'll but, get to um, that. <laughs> the helicopter crashes. Big Boss and the medic go into a coma for nine years. And Big Boss wakes up first. And Zero, of all people, his arch-nemesis, who just killed hundreds of his men and destroyed his home... Well, Zero the, didn't do it. Skullface did it. was it. Zero's idea. Uh, sort of. Anyway, Zero proposes this plan, where they make a body double of Big Boss by doing plastic surgery on the medic to make him look exactly like Big Boss. Why, you ask? Well, it's simple. XOF is looking to kill Big Boss, so what you need is two Big Bosses running around together to protect the original Big Boss. It makes a lot of sense and is a very sensible plan. It also adds a lot to the story, um, really contributes a great deal to the to the characters and the themes, and isn't just completely pointless and a twist for the sake of a twist. Skippy, what did you think of the ending of Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain? Well, as you said... Uh, it makes it makes the entire game that you just played pointless to the overall story. Just completely pointless. There's no point I- anymore to, to what we just played. Um, maybe not completely pointless because it sets you up for the riveting story of the first Metal Gear on the MSX. Uh, <laughs> That's all it does. We we had that exact discussion. I think we had an ex- a, a conversation exactly like this where um, one of us said... K- Kojima won't just make this a setup for Metal Gear mm-hmm. One. He's going to make this something bigger, so, uh, its own thing, something greater. 
But no, it's it's a dumb twist that just explains something in Metal Gear 1 that doesn't yeah. need to be explained. It feels like the entire, not the entire reason, it feels like 50% of the reason that the twist exists and that the entire story exists is so that the first two Metal Gears make kind of sense when previously they didn't because you kill Big Boss and then you kill Big Boss again. And then in Metal Gear Solid 4, you, Big Boss is still alive anyway, but that, <laughs> whatever. Um, it, it feels like Kojima was just like, well, we gotta we gotta write ourselves out of this corner, which is totally not something that Kojima usually cares about. Unnecessary. Um, Let, I, it's hard to go at this in an organized way. I'm writing the script for my video right now, and it's hard to pick an angle to start from. So let's just talk about some implications and then maybe worm our way through this. Um, Diamond Dogs is not literally Outer Heaven. It's not something that started as Diamond Dogs and grew into something bigger. It's just a completely different thing created by the body double Venom. It might be Outer Heaven. It's not Zanzibar Land. It might be the beginnings of Outer Heaven that appears in Metal Gear 1. He calls it Outer Heaven, but it's just... what it means is that Diamond Dogs essentially vanishes from the face of the earth at some point. Yeah, or or just gets all of that happens into... off screen. Yeah, and it also means that Big Boss, this legendary hero who we've come to love through so many games, who at the end of Peace Walker fully embodies Big Boss that title. Mm-hmm. He's now a complete contemptible coward. That's what they did with his character in this game. Yeah, kind of. He was willing to go along with it. He was willing to have a body double just take the hits for him. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, I like... He's not a hero. He's not anything. I, 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 there are some things about the idea that I like. I like the fact that now there's an explanation for how Big Boss managed to like manage Foxhound and apparently outer heaven at the same time now it's like oh okay one one boss was doing outer heaven and one boss was doing the the it just makes it just makes zanzibar land more confusing it does because now Uh, zanzibar land has to happen faster and it was meant to diamond dogs was and outer heaven i guess if you're if you're saying that the outer heaven we see in metal gear one is just a continuation of diamond dogs the plan was for this big boss to take the heat off of the real big boss while he was building his real army but Zanzibar Land is way bigger than Outer Heaven and Diamond Dogs. It's like a nation, if if you remember. How, this plan makes literally no sense. And this is only on like a logical level. Um, I mean, there, there is no thematic or character reason this should happen at all. All and it means also, is that ev- everything is pulled out from under you in the last second. And there's no plot reason for it to happen either. There is, there is one thematic reason that I think is actually a good idea in concept, which is it's kind of a meta thing of like the player is big boss and you're yeah. literally playing, you know, anyone can transcend their genes and memes and become the, you know, whatever. <laughs> that yeah. that goes along with the themes of the series. It's just... he was It was done so poorly. Um, and it was already done in Metal Gear Solid 2. If you remember, Raiden has dog tags that have your name on them. And then yeah. he throws them away at, at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2. And it's like, oh, you you became the hero. And then Raiden got away from your control and did his own genes and memes. This is the thing. So, I, 
I've been talking basically nonstop about this ending and just so much is good. Well, whatever. Um, this could have been, I don't know if made good, but made into something. It's all a big nothing at this point to quote Livia Soprano. Uh, but if Venom sort of hooked this information that he's not the real big boss that we learn in the mission, the truth, if he made something of that, like if he didn't just say, okay, and smirk in the mirror and like he go on to willingly die. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> to willingly die for big boss. It's like he's the, it makes the point that he is now metaphorically big boss, that big boss is a more legend than man. Yeah. And that he is big boss just as much as Jack naked snake is big boss. But that's just not true because he goes along with this plan that he has everything taken from him, his complete identity, which actually does thematically tie in with with like Skullface and the other stuff. And it's the game is obviously incomplete. In fact, it's we know that it's incomplete. We've seen the leaked mission, but it's not just that it's incomplete. It's like it's a dumb idea, and the fact that it's incomplete erases any possible merit that could have been found in it like none of this is built up to mean anything yeah i don't think it's a dumb idea i think it's just a dumb twist to put at the end of the game if it if it were you know if it were somewhere in the first half of the game if suddenly uh-huh. it was revealed all along you weren't big boss or then... even a logical way to divide this up the revenge story that makes up chapter one, that's chapter one. And then at the start of chapter two, maybe this is when we find this out, and that's when he yeah. he doesn't like maybe being a body double and used like this. Yeah. And maybe that's why he kind of lets go and becomes a demon. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the demon line. That pisses me off. So one of the first things he says in the whole game is, Cars, I'm already a demon. Well, thanks, Keith. But Big Boss, Venom Snake, sorry, he doesn't do anything even morally questionable in this whole game. The closest that it comes to that is him killing his own men out of necessity because they carry a world-ending pathogen if they get outside. He doesn't do anything immoral. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been hard to make that into a more morally ambiguous thing, you know? It, they could have done. They could have done that better. It was a great mission. It was. It was. It was great. Well, it was well done. It was emotional. I loved. I loved him, Emric screaming in your ear and stuff. That was really cool. But you're right. It didn't. It didn't actually make. It didn't actually make him evil. And I thought when I was playing it, I thought, oh, this is this is the be- finally. This is the beginning of his 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 decline. Now we're going to nope, see him start it's the, the end of stuff. the game. It is, yeah, it's just, nope, that's, that is the last thing he does. And it's like, well, well wait a minute. This isn't, and, and, and Kojima's a fan of, like, Breaking Bad and stuff. He, he knows, he, he knows stories with antiheroes and, and how those are put together well. And then he does this, and it doesn't make any sense at all. Did you all. see, you saw the leaked Mission 51? Yes, I saw it, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that, it still feels like there should have been, like, six missions oh, after after that, that, even. It doesn't solve anything. It just wraps up one but quest line, line storyline, that doesn't even make sense. It, at it, least it, there, he does something that is bad. He yeah. leaves Eli to die. Yeah, it is. And, and that is something that you could say is demon-like. That's... The first thing he does, it's not even in the video game, it's just on the bonus disc of what could have been. 
that's the only bad thing he does. You're right. That that and, and that that is a that is a good character thing that would have been nice to have in the game. Uh, but but in the end, that still just feels like that's yeah. just wrapping up the Eli storyline. And the Eli storyline was fucked from the beginning. It just didn't make it didn't. Yeah, which is another thing. It in didn't the have final any games, to it. If we're looking at the canon of the games in in the Metal Gear universe, there is like a decades long gap where Baby Liquid and Psycho Mantis have control of Metal Gear Sahelanthropus just free in the world. Yeah, unless it uh, got bombed and and destroyed and they got away without it, maybe. It's you have to fill it in yourself. Yep. There's, this is how it ends. And he's, I guess Eli I guess he goes to New York for some reason. Maybe he's looking for Zero? Oh, it's all just pit part of the, the ruse. It's the like conspiracy. They're going to release a, a Tomorrow, story patch on 9-11. If you, you haven't heard, the Twin Towers in if the you haven't picture. heard, viewers and listeners, uh, there's a conspiracy theory right now that uh, there's some website that someone set up and <clears throat> there's a countdown timer that ends tomorrow and people have been piecing together all the little hints and stuff that's related to Metal Gear Solid 5 and they say that there's going to be a Chapter 3 released tomorrow, not tomorrow, announced tomorrow uh, which is 99.9% probably wrong uh, and it's probably just a marketing scheme for some stupid company or it's just some dude messing with people but uh, yeah, that here's here's another weird thing, just to jump to another thing that, that blew my mind is after playing maybe 10 hours I was like, okay, like every cutscene I've seen so far has been in a trailer. Yep. Like nothing has surprised me. It felt and like nothing... a fucking Adam Sandler comedy trailer <laughs> where they put every good joke in the yeah, movie yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. That's what he fucking did. And I thought I, I'd like a sh- I'm like a fucking fool because I said I on this too. show many times <laughs> that he knows what he's doing. He's not showing us too much. He's being very careful about what he shows us, but he was fucking not. Everything in the game, every cutscene is in the trailer. Some of it's modified. It doesn't really spoil it, but it spoils all of the images and the moments i didn't see Mm. any new like scene sometimes characters were in different places and it's like that's neat and we talked about that yeah or something happened slightly differently than in the trailer but the like the tone and the style and the shots all that was spoiled for us yeah and even a lot of like major lines like all the best lines all the best delivered lines like because i'm already a demon and 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 i won't scatter your sorrows to the heartless sea you're all diamonds it's it's like those are really great moments that we've already heard over and over because we've been watching the trailers and it's just oh god and 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 I was thinking like ten hours in I was thinking okay so you know now's the time when they're gonna start I'm gonna start seeing new stuff and I, there's gonna be a big twist or something and nope it never fucking happens and the big twist first of all I saw it coming and secondly yeah. they didn't even did. keep it a surprise yeah, that was every- first of all that was one of the first theories ever made about this game is that <laughs> literally like when that first trailer was coming out people were like oh but you know he's big boss but the other guys he's the player too. he's the so. medic and yeah it was obvious that he was voiced by Kiefer sutherland well you see that's i thought that was what was happening in fact here's this was my exact process i i like completely called the ending but yeah. i didn't think it was going to be the ending i i said while i was playing to the people on our mumble i said these were people who had already finished the game. I wasn't spoiling it for them or anything or theorizing. I said, 
he's not going to be genetically big boss. It was after I got the tape that had Eli's genetic test and it mm-hmm. proved that he wasn't genetically related. Oh, yeah. that You know, I didn't yeah. put that connection together. I well, just I immediately was... was like, okay, I know for sure that this isn't I Jack thought... Naked Snake Big Boss. Hold on to that thought. I thought that that tape was referring to... In Metal Gear Solid 1, it's mentioned that like Solid Snake is the the dominant genes and Liquid is the recessive genes. And so I thought that that was referring well, to except, that. Except it's actually not. Liquid was the dominant, but he was yeah, told he was Yeah, it turned out the other way around, but, but so no. I just didn't even, I wasn't even at, thinking. At that point, I was positive he wasn't Jack Naked Snake, Big Boss. But I figured, okay, they're going to go for, like, Big Boss is more of a legend than a person, mm-hmm. and he, he, for all intents and purposes, is Big Boss. He created the legend, he earned it, he built Diamond Dogs. I thought they were going to take that and, like, have it become something, but that is just the twist. That yep. is the end. Um and like I was, I was shocked that they just stopped right there. Me too. Um, I thought, I thought around the time that you enter the final like two missions, that's when I was thinking, okay, now's the time when they're going to start referencing the stuff that happened in the prologue, right? Like now's the time when you're going to start getting the crazy mystery stuff happening. And no, it just it was a very straightforward ending that wasn't even like it was more straightforward than even a Metal Gear game usually is. Yeah. Let's talk about what that ending mission is. Yeah, let's talk about that fucked up ending mission. The ending mission is the prologue with Oh, no, not that. I'm talking about the the, the first ending, which is fucked up. But yeah, first first let's talk about the real ending. Yeah, let's talk about that first because it's stupid. When you beat the Metal Gear and and it rolls credits. Oh, 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 okay. No, I mean the real ending. Yeah, let's talk about that first. The hospital scene is just it's just the the prologue again. But the difference yeah. is in the hospital scene, you're shown your big boss face, and then he moves the mirror down and he shows you what your face is going to look like after the qu- plastic surgery, quote unquote. And then uh, quiet strangles the guy before it happens. That's what literally happens in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, this it, it just I don't know what to make of it. It was just it wasn't like showing you clues. It was just. This is the same scene, but different now. Yeah. It just, no, that's not actually how it happened. The thing that we showed you before isn't actually what happened. This is what actually happened. That's the twist. And that's not like, you don't sit there and go, oh my god, my mind is blown. You just go, oh. oh. I felt tricked. I didn't feel like my yeah. expectations were played with. I no. felt deceived. Because and I not was. even deceived. Deceived implies... I almost feel like deceived implies some sort of cleverness that this didn't have. It was just a lie. That's all it yeah, was. It was, was just like to. it showed you something that wasn't true, and then at the end of the game said, "Here's what actually happened," and there is no way for you to know that what you saw wasn't true. And that's and I so thought, stupid. I was too optimistic. You see, I thought that as soon as control went to the player, I thought, "Oh man, now we're gonna play as Ishmael." Yeah, or, or, now, or now, gonna, now everything's going to be different somehow. Or like, we're going to see... I thought we were going to play as Ishmael. I thought we were going to get the other side of that. And we were going to learn about this twist by playing the other side and being Big Boss and like leading leading Ahab Venom on this thing. But no, you just play through the, the whole prologue again. And <laughs> I sat through maybe six of the cutscenes. Me too! Because I was looking, I was looking <laughs> carefully for any minute difference in any of the cutscenes. It is exactly the same. It is frame by frame, the exact same mission up until the very, very, very last cutscene. Yeah. Um, 
that the twist itself was planned from day one. Uh, that much is clear. It was Definitely. in the very it first trailer. But that, to me, suggests that the execution of this twist depended on how how rushed it was. And here's the weird part. You say the twist was planned from day one. Everything, this is what blows my mind. It seems like everything was planned from day one. Because from the first trailer, you see ton- like a lot of the cutscenes. Maybe even half of them. You see like all the major stuff that happens in the game. They've they clearly had it all done and planned out. They had all the all, all the cutscenes filmed and how they were gonna do everything. They had all the models built. They had the the lines of dialogue. I assume were were, were done already. What well, the that, hell were they planning? Was this the way it was supposed to be? Well, all I think that's what I think that that to me suggests how rushed it is because everything they showed us was basically done. Like, yeah, they. They finished the game, it, so it was in the... What were they working on for the past two years? Because Ground Zero shows that the core gameplay was already very much yes. done. They didn't change a lot from Ground Zero's. And the we know from all the cutscenes that they showed us two years ago, if you watch the, the trailer from 2013, that stuff is done. There's, there's dumb decisions that clearly suggest just throwing shit together at the last minute the very last scene when big boss the real big boss is on his motorcycle that was in the very first trailer yeah uh he has a diamond dog's jacket in the trailer he was he had the horn he was venom yeah Yeah. but in this it's the real big boss doing that why does he have a diamond dog's jacket the whole point is for him to disguise himself and not be I don't know. It's I, unbelievable. Where is he driving? Cyprus is an island. Where I, is he driving I, to? <laughs> um, but that, but that's it's the just thing. so stupid. But it's that's insanely it's not, stupid. But you said that that's a result of it being cobbled together at the last minute. And what I'm saying is, no, it was planned that way from the I beginning. I can't buy that because we know that wasn't supposed to be the last mission. We don't know that. We do because well, we okay, yeah, chapter not 51 be mission, yeah. was the Sahelanthropist mission. But that's and only I still don't one think, other chapter. I still don't think that that would have been how the story would have been resolved because that was just the subplot. In any sensible universe, you would you would resolve all the subplots and then you know have a yeah it, total it, would, it definitely didn't, ending. like it didn't look like an ending it didn't feel like an ending in that although the stuff we get doesn't feel like an ending either yeah um, oh god it's it, the thing is that like we're used to Kojima deceiving people before the game is released and then you get something different and and we're, I want to make it clear that we're not complaining or at least I'm not <laughs> I'm not mad that. It didn't end up being the arc of boss's downfall, you know, which is what we what like the nuclear trailer especially kind of implies. It's like, which, oh, by the way, was not in the game. That scene, where yeah, that he... trailer. Well, it was supposed to be the the fifth, chapter fifty one. That same animation plays in chapter fifty one, but and it wasn't the same setting. Which I don't know. Like, yeah, what were all the dead bodies? Like, what was you that? You even find you even find a burning village or yeah. burnt village in Africa with bodies all there, where yeah. they clearly like shot that scene there it felt like stumbling on like a hollywood backlot that's like abandoned <laughs> yeah. um anyway, but go on. anyway we it's not so much that like the story didn't turn out to be that because it could have been like we said it could have been a very similar story they could have kept the twist and everything but it could have been done well it could have it could have been it had, a good it, metal gear game it required Venom to become his own interesting entity. Yeah. But that's not what happens. 
And he ideally, just, he accepts all of it, and he, God, that smirk, that smirk in the I mirror, hated that where smirk. Venom was like, hey, like, I thought that was, I took that personally, like that was directed at me. That was like, fuck you. He knew who I was, and he yeah. was saying, fuck you. Yeah, I hated that smirk too. But <laughs> He's it, like, hey, I'm Big Boss. I'm, I'm not Big Boss, but I'm Big Boss because Big Boss told me I'm happy about this. Punch. It's a childish reaction to finding out that, oh, I'm Big Boss now. It's like, that's what a child does. It goes like, hmm, oh, think of all the cool <laughs> things I can do now. <laughs> but like, so yeah, well, like I've, I've been thinking about like, okay, how could this story have been done differently? And, and we already said like, the twist comes earlier. And let's imagine that, like, they even keep the idea of Big Boss being the second, in, in Metal Gear 2, him being that boss, and this boss being the Metal Gear 1 boss. We could have had a story that, that incorporated both of those things and made it an interesting, like, here's the events leading up to that happening. And I think Zero, I think Cypher should have been, Cypher and Zero weren't really any kind of, factor in the game you get some tapes at the end that basically reveal that zero wasn't a threat all along like he just doesn't he didn't have any it. yeah it's his idea and so who the hell is who the hell are they hiding snake from because zero visits all of them at the xof big- apparently but when but when uh <laughs> venom is in the hospital not the hospital at the beginning but the hospital in africa the field hospital mm-hmm. the parasites um big boss or Sorry, Skullface looks at Venom and is like, "You, like he wasn't necessarily expecting him to be a part of this." He, Skullface was not set out to, like, get Big Boss. That was yeah. never his goal. Yeah, I mean, he meets he, the whole he, well, reason. He meets, him, he meets him first in that mission where you you get the rocket launcher and you walk out into the yeah. mist. But uh, like, he still it's when he says, he was never you, hunting Snake down. Yeah, that was Cipher's thing. That was the whole point. Yeah. So what is any of this for? Nothing. It's for nothing. And the, and the whole... Now let's talk about that first ending. Let's talk about just the first chapter. Which, uh, even even if we were playing as Big Boss, doesn't affect anything and doesn't matter to okay. the overall story well, at all. That's the thing. I agree that it doesn't have anything to do with the broader Metal Gear universe <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And the, the Venom story. But it was a great self-contained oh i thought it was i thought it was fine as especially the ending of chapter one yeah shoot the fuck out of skull i thought it was fine great and and like all the simple yeah and the metal gear games a lot of them do have those kinds of like think of metal gear solid 3 if you think about what the actual plot line is on its very basic terms it's just kind of like bad guy gets a nuke you've got to stop him from going crazy that's it the the villain is vulgan but then the story, the real story, is between the boss and and and, and Naked Snake, and that's where the good stuff comes from. That's where the the, the meat of it comes from. And there was none of that in Metal Solid Five. There were no yeah. characters. There, quiet, <laughs> there weren't any characters. Quiet was. Okay, and I've we'll heard talk that, more about and quiet. I haven't done her. I haven't done her last arc, and I haven't even looked at it. I've actually purposely, Wait, really? yeah, I actually purposely avoided it because I heard that that you can't use her as a buddy anymore okay, afterwards. Well, okay, so you've already had that spoiled for you, then, so yeah. we can talk about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can talk. About well, I found I found a way to re-add her to the game using some code in the oh, Lua files. Okay. So I just did that because I I don't really care. I hope you point, don't get banned. But, well, 
whatever. I, oh, I we'll talk about the multiplayer later. Later too. Um, but <laughs> a- anyway, uh, what were we talking about before this? The revenge thing. Well, we were just talking. About, I said that there was no characters. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> no characters. Yeah, you're basically even, right. Even oh, I remember. I remember what I was going to say. So. I think a lot of the problems with this ending come from Kojima not understanding what people like about Metal Gear. I think that as it's gone on, or maybe just after all this time and getting so caught up in this ruse-filled marketing that he did for this, he he somehow became possessed of the idea that people like the twists and the spooky postmodern mindfuck things, that that's why people like Metal yeah. Gear, or at least that's the primary or one of the greatest reasons. And I do like that. That was great about Metal Gear Solid 2. We didn't and, need that. And 3. And, you know, 3 didn't really have that that <clears throat> intense of twists. Like, yeah, but there's, you, the moment that you figure out that yes, the boss was, that, was that's a what patriot I was all get to. 3 had a twist. And it was an emotional one. Yes, it was a twist <laughs> that was tied to the characters. Yeah. It was so memorable because it changed what we thought about a character, both characters actually. Yeah. And it it meant something. It wasn't a twist just for the sake of having a twist. It wasn't mm-hmm. just an M Night Shyamalan ass pool. Um it it served a purpose. It was earned. Yeah. Uh, this is the complete opposite. It, this means nothing. You you can't take anything away from this. It's empty. And it, all it does is undermine anything it had going for it. It's really sad. It is. That that was one of my one of the things I noted when I first finished it was that I didn't really feel angry. It was just immediate disappointment. Like I felt disappointed uh, and then I felt angry. I felt angry hours after when I was thinking about it over and over. I started getting actually angry. Like I was like, God fuck this. This is bullshit. Um it, it I, is. I'm but angry. I just was immediately despondent. Yeah. I was also just disappointed at first. I, I Ocelot. It, it blew me away that Ocelot could be a boring character with nothing to he do. Did nothing. Yep. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Three Ocelot was fantastic. Well, the no, meowing and the and the, the hand gestures and just everything about him I loved, and and. Ocelot on all the other games is fantastic constantly. Metal Gear Solid 4's Ocelot just nah, all the noises and stuff. It's just great. And then for some reason in between those games, Ocelot's just a dude who tells you about he's basically like what Master Miller basically, was in the beginning of Metal Gear Solid. Basically a 1. cowboy surfer who is is reasonable. That's very character. reasonable. Very reasonable. He's the voice of reason, which Ocelot shouldn't Speaking be the voice of, of which, reason. What back to Snake never doing anything wrong? He's practically a Boy Scout in this game. Yeah. Uh, Huey, there's the scene with, with Huey's trial where they try to make Huey like the the moral voice. Where, I guess where you just find out that Huey murdered Doctor Strangelove, the mother of his child. <laughs> yeah. For I don't know why. Don't I have either. Literally no idea. And why And I'm he still did not that. sure if he actually murdered her. I think he did. The recording seemed pretty clear to me. But well, anyway, he whether to... he did or not, okay, yeah, sure. He he like flips out and he st- he starts calling Snake a piece of shit, and s- everyone wanted Huey dead except for Snake, who at this point, at mission like forty three, should already be complete or close <laughs> to complete in his demonic descent, and he is. And the it only should, this should at least be part. Exile him. 
exile him. Yeah, this should have been part of it. He should have executed him. Or, or maybe Miller, this would have been a good thing. There was so many... Okay, this is tangential. Yeah, Miller's supposed takes, to be a good guy, It takes by like seconds. It takes seconds or maybe minutes to just spitball two or three endings that would have been better <laughs> or ways to improve it. Yeah. Um, so what if Miller was so hell-bent on revenge at first? He was pretty crazy through the whole mm-hmm. game, or at least becoming unhinged. What if he's super into the revenge, and then once he gets a taste of it, he's kind of he kind of pulls back from it? It would explain why he's going against Snake and Metal Gear. Yeah. But it's he it's not like that at all. He's static. Big Boss is static. Ocelot is static. Nobody changes. It's all... Yeah. <laughs> and... and uh, So, going back to the Huey storyline. So, if you listen to the full recording, that 10-minute recording with Strangelove, which I actually thought was uh, one of the better tapes. Oh, I didn't listen to the whole thing. You I should listen to the, to the whole the, recording. The it's, it's one of the better tapes, actually. It's got some good voice acting in it, and it's, it, it reveals some kind of interesting stuff if you if you follow the peace walker story it's it's a little bit interesting but if you've listened to the whole thing that's the first thing i did after that mission because i couldn't i still couldn't figure out if 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 we were supposed to feel sorry for hugh or not i didn't know whether (laughs) i was supposed to be taking sides with him that's the that was the whole problem with that cutscene. is like you need to take sides with one of those you just you sit there and you go uh, wait, was he lying or wasn't he and and is he the good guy or the bad guy is he is he being unfairly accused or not it's just it just happens. It's like being thrown into a court case at the very end without any context and no evidence whatsoever. Yeah. So anyway, if you listen to the full recording, you know she's screaming Huey and banging on the door or whatever. And then in the full recording later on, she says, "Why did I let that door shut? I, I should have I should have stopped it from closing, even if it meant losing an arm." So the implication is maybe she did it by herself, which is what Huey said she did, and she was just streaming that because she knew he was somewhere nearby, and she wasn't necessarily blaming him. And so maybe it was like she committed okay. suicide and he didn't know. Regardless, though, then later in that recording, she says uh, that she's glad that that her child won't have to deal with its father. So... Huey apparently would be a bad father. Is that because he's a bad guy? Or I, I mean, he's a coward and a piece of shit. Yeah, but I, I, but it's just like we never, we don't know yeah. what Huey is as a character. We just I, I don't. I want to talk. I want to talk about the logistics, not the logistics, but the implications of exiling Huey. First of all, this is when Big Boss should already be a demon. Yeah, he's the first thing he says. He's he's a demon. He I'm already a demon. Do yeah. Uh, so he chooses to be nice. This is nice, Big Boss. And he lets Huey go. Now Huey hates him at this point. He's screaming at him. Irrationally. Yeah. Uh, he hates Big Boss. He has an intimate knowledge of the location and inner workings of Diamond Dogs and Mother Base. And he is a brilliant nuclear scientist <laughs> who has been shown to to build a bipedal A weapon that surpassed Metal Gear. He he builds a bipedal nuclear tank or mech for anybody who holds a gun to his head, and you're just gonna let him go. It's just unbelievable some of the dumb and that's shit not that just, happens in this and, game. And just letting him, they also let him build the smaller thing, battle, the tank, gear, battle gear, which nothing, nothing, nothing becomes, comes of that, which is a which is a running theme. Um, <laughs> but Snake says to Miller. He goes, Kaz, 
I'm having deja vu. Because obviously in Peace Walker, they build a Metal Gear and everything gets that fucked. That was funny. That was, it was funny. That was a great moment. It was a good moment. But then you go like, wait, why are they letting him build Metal Gear? <laughs> 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 wait, wait they, they probably shouldn't let him even be on the base right now. Like, what is the logic here? There's no logic. And then they let him bring Salahanthropolipus Salahanthropus back, <laughs> back onto Mother Base, which again that also doesn't lead to anything really. It just gets stolen. Yeah, but like they let it onto their their home base, and it's this big nuclear thing that was that they know is dangerous, and it's still like moving. And they're like, "All right, just don't yeah. let them touch it." It just, oh. yeah. So and then and then Miller's like, "Well, it's supposed to be a symbol of our victory. Take its head." I don't buy that. Take its head. <laughs> It's just it's <laughs> silly. It's silly all the way through. And 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 and, and here's the thing, Mega Mega Solid series has always been silly and has always had these kinds of inconsistencies and and just illogical decisions and stuff like that. The difference is that when those decisions are made in the other Metal Gears, it's surrounded by so much fantastic and and stupid shit that that works really well. That you just don't give a shit. You don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And in this, that's all there is. That is it. All you get is 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 mundane characters making bad decisions, you know, and no 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 consequences to anything. I'll say this: the resolution of Quiet Story is a legitimately good and complete character. I, I need to look that up at least. I need to. I probably need to play it and just that's, do the code that you just did or do whatever. That. It's yeah. the best part of the ending. Just do it. I've heard um, great things about it, but what I've seen of it was, it was just. Good. I don't like Quiet at all from what I've seen. Uh, you'll like her okay. after this. Uh, I think probably. she's like so far, uh, having played none of that that storyline. So far, to me, Quiet is just a girl who doesn't speak, who apparently, like all the other characters, wants to be a mother base member, and that's it. No, and and um, and also when she's in the helicopter with you, she'll stretch, and so her ass goes right in your face. Well, yeah, but. I don't. I don't care about that. I uh, hate that shit. I hate really? it. I like, really do. You're no fun. And it's not because I'm a social justice warrior. It's because it's oh, I know. it's it's dumb in a way that I, I don't like. It's just it's just like uh, this is weird and gross, and I don't like it. Like it just doesn't seem right. And it also doesn't it. make sense. The explanation for her being naked doesn't make sense because the old dude has the same stuff, but you he really have you to really just need you really just need to finish okay. the story. Okay. Uh, you. This won't be too spoilery. You get it's the okay. sense yeah, that I, you get I the sense that ends. she's just a regular, a regular person that this yeah. happened to. She's not like super mysterious. Did you see the scene where? Did, did you see the scene where she plays in the rain with? Oh with, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that either. I thought that was weird. That was pretty uh, dumb. From, from the it, it was Big Boss, it was cheesy and it was it was pretty bad. I, I didn't, didn't mind like that. that. I didn't mind that. Okay. Uh, but. Yeah, I just finished your story. It's worth it. Okay. Um, I'll, and I'll send you the links to to fix her being removed. Yeah. I, I okay. That's worth mentioning. After you finish Quiet Story, which is like right around the time that the story itself ends, mm-hmm. uh, you can't play her anymore. She which just, why? Like she leaves. That's dumb. She leaves because. Well, I get. I guess I can't really spoil it. But I'm fine with the storyline reason for it. Okay, but yeah, why she... take away a buddy? Exactly. It's an open world game, and you can you can play a side op with Quiet 
and then after you play this main story mission, you can't go back and play that same side op with Quiet now. Yeah. And that's just so weird. There's two possible solutions that they could have done. One is just not make her leave. But there's a, a legitimate story or theme reason, I guess, sure. why she would leave. It makes you feel loss, phantom pain, all that kind of thing. What I, Surprisingly, a good comparison for this is Super Paper Mario. Um, <laughs> okay. It's, yeah, Didn't think that would be brought up. It's, it's actually perfectly apt. Um, you have a companion with you the whole game. He's like the first companion. She's like the first companion you meet. She's a little butterfly named Tippy, and she flies along with Mario and explains things. And it's basically like the the Legend of Zelda fairy for that game, but way less annoying and has mm-hmm. like a character and everything. Well, at the end of the story, she she leaves you, but she serves a vital gameplay function. So what they do is they replace her with a robot, and the robot talks differently. It fulfills the same functions, but. Like, every time it talks, it does its job, but you still feel like that's not the same character. She's yeah. gone now. Yeah. They could have done something like that with this. Or they could have just... Wait, did I already go over not having this happen at all? Whatever. They could have just not done it at all, also. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, that's how I feel about about Venom Snake now. Every time yeah. he does anything, I'm like, oh, well, this isn't Big Boss. Yeah, they could have done it better, but they also could have and probably should have just not done it at all. It makes me not even want to play the game, which is amazing because it's such a great game. It makes me like, I, I know I will play more of it, but like I've started it up and just been like, ah, I just don't have the motivation to do anything. And and that sucks so much. I, I'm so sad that this is the direction they've chose to go. Like It just doesn't make sense. And so all along here, I've been wanting to talk about the ending to the first, to the, I guess chapter what you would call one. the main storyline. Yeah, chapter one, which I thought was totally fucked all the way through. I, I liked really? the, I liked the fight with Metal Gear. I thought that was fantastic. But the, from infiltrating the base and, and meeting Skullface and driving to Metal Gear, I thought that was so weird and out, like tonally just, dissonant and i i didn't i was sitting there just looking at my screen going well, what like is going car, on the car ride especially scene? the car ride but everything else too like okay so the I, tr- I loved the car ride did that is that the was opposite. maybe my favorite part of the game i don't know how when the music starts playing i was like that was great. what the fuck i thought, is I, thought going that was, on? I thought that was brilliant i thought that it was it was awesome not letting you do anything except stare each other down that was that was great but um, they were staring each other down. Why were they staring each other down? I hadn't gotten any conflict between these characters until well, now. Well, you had. Because you, you know what he did to Paz. You know what he did to Mother Base. Sure. You know what he did to Chico. But there you needs know what to he's be... been doing to the the African children. But there know. needs to be confrontation about that stuff between the characters for me to actually give a shit. I, I, didn't, I didn't see it that way. I, I felt that the... Big Boss not saying all that much really worked for me in Chapter One. Um, I I thought I'm it okay was with good. Big Boss not saying much. I, I that didn't good. that didn't bother me until the car ride. I thought that bothered me a little bit where he was just silent the whole time. But the the thing that I didn't like is first of all, okay, we never see Cipher do any of those horrible things. We never actually even see him blow up Mother Base. We don't see him do anything. Well, we don't see Cipher, but we see Zero give the order. 
win. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, zero, the beginning of round zeros. Yeah, we see Skullface. Uh, Skullface, yeah. Uh, but like, I just, we just, I just don't know that much about. I know, I know stuff about him from tapes, basically, and that's. I just don't have a connection with that character at all. I don't really get really? him. I, 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 I thought Skullface was one of the best Metal Gear villains. I did. I, 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 I'm he's okay better with than Vulcan. I'm okay with him as a villain. I don't think he's better than Volgan. I think Volgan has the advantage of being... I think he's the best Metal Gear villain. I thought Volgan has the advantage of being more over the top. Like, I, I, that's what I like about Metal Gear oh, villains. I, I loved... I thought Skullface was insanely over the top. Not insanely. There's a couple of moments. I thought he was insanely The most over memorable the one He was that more I serious, but he was more over the top. He has a couple of moments, like I said. And the one that I loved is... Is when Psychomass takes over Eli, who takes over Metal Gear, and Skullface is like, "Such revenge!" <gasps> yeah. That was great. I love that. <laughs> it was, that was awesome. That was one of the few moments in the game where I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm playing a Metal Gear game." But there's not that much of that to me. I and I, I think part of it is just that he doesn't get a ton of screen time if you compare him to other villains throughout the series. He gets probably like what fifteen minutes total. It just you, until that final mission, you don't see him a lot. You see him in the mist, and you see him. Uh, I thought it was well done. You don't see Volgan all that much, really. You mm-hmm. see him. You don't see him interact with Snake very much, but you see him a lot. Yeah, you see what he constantly. does. You see what he does to Eva. You see what he does yeah, to. But exactly, um, you see that. You see these scenes where he's mistreating characters that you like, and he's he's being evil and shit. Yeah, That's I guess what you I don't want to see. see you, you just Remember, hear it in the tapes. Fucking but I guess, I guess and I don't cause... like that. I don't like hearing it in the tapes. That's another I thing that I've been it. meaning to get to. I didn't mind that with exposition. Like when fucking Code Talker, which, God, fuck. I, I hate I don't listening think... to Code Talker. Um, you hate listening to Code Talker? Oh my God, you, you like it? <laughs> you like Code it? Talker is awesome. He's so slow. Code Talker is like the best wise sage he's character. so slow not when he's but, have you listened to the tapes where he just talks about the Wabakia and shit every one of Kotaker's tapes I, I wanted to get in bed and sleep it was like the Wabakia in the Wabakia the, the folk prevents them from copulating and anyway. the females the males yeah, turn yeah, yeah, to yeah, female, yeah. and it's literally that speed of talking and I was like but god any, something like the scene where Skullface forces Chico to rape Paz. That would not have worked if you saw it. Oh, I don't know if it worked if you didn't see it. It did work. I, I, it fucking, it was a it worked brutal. For making it was him brutal. A villain. Yeah, but, but I just, I, I need more than that. I need, I need something that the I. The stuff that I really didn't see. buy with Skullface is the we're both demons, you and I. Well, that too, yeah. No. Yeah, the sim- the similarities that we're supposed to be seeing between the characters. I think there are some similarities that they could have explored with but like just Big didn't. Boss's vision right. of a world full of war and and Skullface, you know, sans lingua franca, the world would be torn apart. It's they kind of have similar goals, and they're both they both reject the idea of Cipher uniting the world. Okay, they could have done they could have played with that, and they they didn't. They, they, yeah, it's it's was, it's implied. There was so much that felt like it was the the start of something resonant. Yeah, and it never was. Everything felt like it was like okay, we're getting into something good, and then it ends before anything happens. And 
Oh god, it pissed me off. That that fight with Metal Gear was awesome though. That was that was one of the best boss fights in in the entire series. I, yeah, I loved that. Yeah. That was fantastic. It was like the Peace Walker. Peace Walker had great boss fights. All those the different kinds of mechas and stuff that you fight against are, are really well done, and the scale of it is really grand. And this was basically just that with with it was ramped up. The graphics were better, and the 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 all of the little things that that Metal Gear does and pulls out the sword and everything. That stuff is awesome. Uh, but again, that's just like that goes along with like yeah, the gameplay is is fantastic, some, ten out of ten. But the story just uh. some people really don't like the skulls in skulls unit encounters as boss fights. I thought they were great. I didn't um, like especially them. the sniper the sniper fight. The that sniper was, fight uh, the, for me, the sniper fight was I snuck past about halfway, and then I did like get up and dive, get up and dive, get up and dive until I was in the jungle. Really? I, I I didn't have a well, good time with it. What what I what I like about these boss fights is like one of these boss fights I didn't even have, and you did. Yeah, they that make, was cool. They make stealth an option because I kind of did the opposite for the sniper one. I went up the cliff and sort of. Uh, I, I tried to, to snipe all of them, and it, it was really fun. I didn't uh, fight them at all. I felt I thought it was useless because it felt like if I hit one, they were all going to aim at me, and at least one of them would have an angle on me at all times. It, it felt like you couldn't, you couldn't, you didn't have as much freedom to poke up from cover and scope them out. Yeah, but you you can do it, and that's that's how I chose to do it. I I like that they give you actual options. Um, you don't just have to fight every boss. Yeah. You, I know that in the other ones you can trank, like in three, you can trank um, everyone and get unique. Yeah, family. but it's not necessarily stealth, right? Right. You're That's what people liked about the end's fight is that it was stealth, and that was cool. Yeah. Uh, it actually forced you to be stealthy in the end's fight. Yeah. Even though in the end, the end was really good. I'm not going to say it wasn't the best yeah. in the series because it probably is. But um, once you know what you're doing, you can make it kind of dumb. Like I, I remember. Oh yeah! I once I figured recent, it out, I just hit yeah. them over and over, like from the back every time. The but, most recent time that I played MGS3, I just tried to, um, I tried to get his his camo. So I would just walk up behind him, and I don't know whether it's you shoot him, you hold him up. You can hold him up. Yeah. Yeah, you hold him up, and then he gives you something, and then you also like trank him and kick him or something i forget what it is but it was yeah, kind of I mean, silly this it never got even when you take the other option it's never silly yeah but sometimes it needs to be silly <laughs> i guess um i i agree though i i think like with the skulls i don't want that to be silly because the the whole appeal of the skulls the thing i liked about all the skull fights and everything is that they're intimidating as hell they're scary yes like they frighten me uh and 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 ha- and being forced to fight them, I don't like. I, it, there's not a stealth option. I don't really think. I mean, maybe you can kind of be a little bit stealthy at times, but like that one where like the helicopter crashes, uh, there's oh, yeah, not. Yeah, there's not really a stealth option. And that's that's my problem with them is like once you actually have to fight them, it's just they're just bullet sponges, and and you're just dodging a bunch of attacks over and over, and and that didn't feel. Yeah, it the, didn't feel clever one, or interesting. The helicopter one for me, mm-hmm. it just it degenerated into me just kind of standing still waiting for them to do a teleport attack near me and countering them. Yeah, that was one thing that I did and then I felt like that wasn't working and so I restarted it with the metal gear uh or not metal I gear just, but the walker gear I just and did just the whole fight blew them away. That way I just counter empty a clip, counter yeah. empty a clip, counter empty a clip. 
I, and I, then call in a supply drop and wait and repeat. I redid, I think it was like, there's like an extreme mode or something, you know, where it redoes some of the missions. I, I redid the mission where uh, you blow up the convoy and the skulls come out of the truck. And I, I mentioned last week that the skulls seem to track your movement even though you're being stealthy, and they definitely did. I tested it out. Like, I was like circling the truck, and as I was circling the truck, just crawling around and they couldn't see me, they were just going straight towards me the whole time. And that that sucks. That, that shouldn't be, happen. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't like that at all. And then and the way I ended up beating it the second time was I folded the truck out and got on D-Horse and just ran away. And it took a really long time to get out of the mission area. And they were, you know, doing their jumping thing, shooting at me the whole time. But it was it was just really stupid. And I, I, I didn't like the encounter. I liked the first encounter with them because it's like you're running away and they're catching up with you. And it's really terrifying. But actually having to fight them sucks. I I, I thought that was shitty. And and the, I thought the only two good boss fights were, were Quiet and Metal Gear. And in fact, that's the only other two boss fights that I can think of. That's yeah. another weird missing thing from this game. It's like that I kinda, boss fights. I always expected that. I didn't think boss fights were going to be as I thought they were. an element. Because it's every other game. I know, but the, in an open world game, I, I wasn't expecting too much in that in that way. I don't know. It just felt like such an integral part of Metal Gear, and then they they didn't include it. That was weird to me. I guess. Uh, it, that was something I was willing to accept as a sacrifice, but I, <sighs> I still and I was willing to accept some more homogeny in the way things are designed. Like I was Africa, willing... Afghanistan. I get that there are two huge maps, and you can't have super unique locations, but. Yeah. Uh, by the end, it f- things felt kind of samey. Yeah. And well, you're going back to a lot of the same locations. And... Yeah. It's not like super bad. It's no. Not, like unless you're doing all the side ops, and then you're having to yeah. go back to the same locations over and over. But but that's expected. Now, uh, what what kind of pissed me off were just all the little missed opportunities. Like one of them is not playing as Ishmael in the final final mission. Like it's, sure. it seems like such an easy way to make something more interesting or better. Or even like if you're gonna done. go back and be, be revisionist about the first mission, how fantastic would it have been if 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 uh if the real big boss was David Hayter? I, I know there's probably like contract things that that yeah. would have made that impossible. But how fucking amazing would it have been if he was saying the same lines but suddenly it was David Hayter? That would make that twist more. Able, I would, I could stomach it a little more because it would be so fan servicey, and and you know usually I'm like whatever fan service, but that would have been one thing that I I would have enjoyed. Uh. Well, and <laughs> one of those moments to me was when um, shit, now I forgot. What were we talking about just before this ending? Uh, it was the things that they could do better. Yeah, missed opportunities. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, what was the actual topic? Missed opportunities. I I, I get it. What was the context? What did we just say? Whatever. Anyway, talk about speaking of, well, speaking of, I have some missed opportunities that they should talk about. How about? And I don't know. Maybe this goes somewhere, and I never unlocked it. Pause this thing. It does. It didn't go anywhere for me. No. Did you finish it? I thought I did. Finish it. I just keep on going in there and picking up her book and giving it back to her. No, you didn't finish it. I. How do you finish it? You get all the pictures. I did get all the pictures, or I did all the rescuing mother base. Did you get ten? I think I got nine. Maybe you had to do the you quiet ten. missions. Because I, I only unlocked nine to. missions. Yeah, you haven't finished it. Okay. That's one of the best it. parts. That's of the one game. of the only things that was keeping me like really that's engaged. One the, that's one of the best parts of the game. 
Okay, fuck. I, don't I, I guess I need to. Oh, yeah, don't spoil that for me because I have no idea how it ends. I've actually tried to look it up and nobody, I, that's a nobody legitimately... knows it exists, by the way. Like, nobody found Paz. <laughs> I, no, I feel like did. I'm one of the. I, I on don't the know. Mumble, I, on the mumble, lots of people did. Okay, I, I feel like a lot of people, like, I'm trying to look up the storyline. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, there's this and Easter given, egg. Given they just call time, it Easter egg. Given yeah. enough time, I would have gone back there because I went to that room that you talked about and I had gone in there before. It was just locked when I went there the first right, time. So right. I think, I think people will stumble on that. Because you, you have to, yeah, you visit the medical platform to, like, visit quiet sometimes, and when you're flying away, you can see that room with the blue light yeah. over it. I, 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 yeah, it's one of the best parts of the game. That's all I'll say. Okay. I definitely need to, I guess I need to just do quiet's storyline. Um, yeah, you really do. I feel like I'm missing that, some that of is that also stuff. one of the best parts in the game. Yeah. You um, basically had a universally bad story experience without those two things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, but, but, yeah, like, I mean, the quiet... The relationship with Quiet, that was one of the one of the ways where I felt like Venom could become his own mm. thing. Yeah. But he did, he just doesn't. He's just, heh, smirk, I'm Big Boss, punch. And he should have, like, God, he should have been his own thing. He, there should have been... He should have been mad. He should have become people, a demon over it. Yeah, I think a lot of people expected this, but I still think they should have done it, even if it was... Well, I mean, the fucking twist they did have was predictable, too, but... It was Why? one of the first things ever predicted about this game. Yeah. There should have been some sort of thing where you have to infiltrate. There is a mission, but it, it's not storyline related, really. You have to infiltrate your own mother base. It, that yeah. should be like, you should like, not necessarily like, okay, you're Solid Snake now. That would be kind of cool. and Maybe they could fill it off. But like some kind of interaction between Venom Snake and actual big boss, or maybe even like something to do with Zero uh, it, it just the way that they especially the way that they handled zero and cypher was just uh, that was so disappointing and just it took all the air out of the story to me like it's you find out that zero just basically he was a good guy all along basically maybe a little misguided but he didn't have any like he didn't do anything then there's that that part where you find out that um when you look at the tape and it says intruder yeah, and you like start whatever. You basically, you the attach name it to of the a, mission. Yeah, and you attach it to a uh, in Metal to Gear the, One to the the yeah video game console. I forgot what it's called. MSX. MSX. Thank you. The, the what what that means is that Venom is just like okay, I'm a body of body double of Big Boss. My whole identity has been stolen from me. I don't mind. I'm just going <laughs> to do whatever he says. Smirk, yeah. happy face, wink. And I'm just going to go die now in outer heaven. You know, I don't think that that's a completely out of character thing because the idea is that he was already like a big follower of Big Boss. But and so... no, because the whole twist is that he is Big Boss and that it doesn't matter who he was before. Right now, he is Big yeah. Boss. And sure. He's not. At the end, he's just another lackey of Big Boss. Who He's would, just another pawn. But who would be able to, who would be willing to go along with Big Boss's plan? And That's what I'm sh- saying. He shouldn't. Why he not? He should not. Because that, that's, why would he? Because he was already a follower of Big Boss, and then he Is thought he, he was Big but Boss. But did he sign up to, he was a medic. Did he yeah, sign up to weird. have his, his entire identity taken from him and to be disfigured to look like Big Boss? No, but we're led to believe that the people And have who his are, memories replaced we're led with to Big believe, Boss's memories? Come this is on. another problem with that I have with the game, by the way. We're led to believe that the people who are... 
who sign up or not even sign up, who are just forced into being in mother base are obsessed with big boss that they like are just in love with him and the concept and everything. And, and that, and that the reason that big boss needs to exist as this legendary character is because everyone's looking up to him and stuff. And so it's not out of the question to believe that he, he it's would be willing to go out of along the question, with all that. But it, it needed to, it needed more for that to be remotely believable. It, it, he needed to have a character. You're right. He just needed to have a character. He needed to be a character rather than the you're the player. Yeah. And yeah, you were a it medic. Was a very dumb. Thing. You were it you felt... were the boss's best man. The big boss's best man. This is what I meant by miscalculation of what he thinks people want from Metal Gear. Like that whole meta statement about the player and big boss lives on in every player's heart, just like the spirit of Christmas. No. People are interested in Metal Gear in part because of that stuff, but they're also invested in Big Boss specifically because they like the characters. They like yeah. char- stories about characters. Definitely. The, uh, the Big Boss games have never been about this weird mind-fucky shit. Yeah, Metal that's another three, thing. Peace Walker, they were simple stories. And this one felt more like a Metal Gear Solid 2 or 4 kind of story where, and you could argue that like, okay, it's bridging the gap. So maybe that's the idea. But like, first of all, the whole villain storyline of like uniting the world and stuff, that's, it's, it's the beginnings of what ends up being the Metal Gear Solid 4 with nanomachines and all that. It's basically the, the, the bacteria is another version of nanomachines. They even treat it like nanomachines. The Valbachia. The (laughs) Valbachia. I oh, like yeah. his voice. I just don't like hearing Tin remember, exposition out of him. Remember when all of the supernatural wonder of Metal Gear Solid 3 is ruined by being <laughs> explained away by parasites? Okay, but that is totally Metal Gear. No, that is totally Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, sure. Where they I, ruin everything by saying nanomachines. This is yeah. just that, but with parasites. Yeah, I didn't like and that parasites, about Metal Gear Solid 4. Parasites are better than nanomachines. Don't get me wrong. These parasites are were kind of interesting. They were oh, like, yeah. The, idea they were of the like, way people got language. They're kind of mysterious. Yeah, it's but totally still, unrealistic, but but fine. It's like a, It still was a very unnecessary and disappointingly straightforward way to explain why the sorrow can commune with the souls of the dead channel the souls of the dead like it didn't need to be explained but now it's just all parasites yeah parasites it's just, it's just the nanomachines of, there's, of the there past. was something there was something so awesome about being able to say well why can he do that i don't know yeah and I, you that can't is, anymore and that is one of the things i liked about metal Gear solid 3 was just like there is a an element of of mystery and fantasy yeah fantasy to the world that isn't even attempted to be explained which is which is something that kojima has trouble with apparently um uh, yeah i wouldn't say that this went as far as like ruining metal gear solid 3 in any way because i feel like it's so different that i don't have to tie the two in my yeah i don't don't tie them together in my mind but you're not even big boss what do you yeah and, and even if you were big boss it's and it's not it's not even Kiefer's fault. That's the thing. Like I think Kiefer could pull off an okay big boss. Oh, I think he but did. The, the, writing, the ashes scene that was incredible. That was awesome. The writing is just so bad. And also, even like when you actually the few lines of dialogue you do hear from the real big boss, he delivers them kind of differently, and they're they're written differently. There's more of a there's more of that kind of sarcastic tone to them that big boss that big boss is kind of known for. You know, in those hospital scenes, every time he speaks up. 
He's got he's got more authority. He's got more energy. There's it, 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 it definitely a different character. Elevator's broken. Let's take the stairs. Yeah, and 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 yeah. The good news is you're you're in the world of the living. Bad news is everyone's out to kill you. Oh, yeah, that's. Oh, and I loved him explaining. This is when it first. This is this is so early in the game, and this is when it 100 percent confirmed in my mind that this was Big Boss. Is when you're injured, and he says it's best to heal yourself while you're hiding from the enemy. It's like, oh, okay. That's Big Boss. <laughs> when, yeah, I started to get that vibe when he said, press the stance button. <laughs> that's the, and that's the, I, it's, I think that is the only time in the game where you get that Metal Gear thing with like, press this button to do this, which is just, to me, like, that's... There were lots of references. Like, it's mostly that, that were user iDroid. Yeah, but... Yeah, that that was part of the problem. Um, yeah. You mentioned that Ocelot was so boring in this game. God, yes. He wasn't necessarily boring all the way through but he didn't bring anything original and interesting i thought he was boring like, all the one way of the, he was boring but <laughs> he had like a, a moment or two sure. and those those couple moments were things like him looking at the soldiers engraved gun that was a reference to metal gear solid 3 or him in the sahelanthropist fight saying you're pretty good <clears throat> metal gear solid 3 references they were references but they weren't even really in character to me like yeah. they didn't actually like feel like Ocelot. It just felt it like someone yeah, acting like Ocelot. It didn't feel like MGS5 Ocelot. And it felt like why did ref- he sp- it felt like a reference. It why like didn't he reference. spin guns on his fingers? I know it's such a simple, stupid thing, but like it's Ocelot. God damn it! You've got a scene where he's holding a gun. It's almost like a middle finger to the to the fans. Like he remember holds when- guns and doesn't spin them on his fucking fingers. <laughs> remember the Ocelot unit. Remember yes. how they were in one cutscene and then they weren't? <laughs> they all died. Remember? No, wait. Are you talking about the oh, you're Ocelot? Talking about, oh, okay. You're talking I'm talking about, about the Ocelot unit in this game. Yeah. They're yeah. there for one cutscene, the quiet cutscene. They could have been a gone. thing. They totally could have been a thing. And that's one right. of the better cutscenes. And it's at the very beginning of the game. All the better cuts, not all of them, but like a lot of the better cutscenes are at the very beginning of the game. And a lot of the most of the Metal Gear moments are also just kind of at the beginning of the game and you feel like you're getting into a Metal Gear game and then it just doesn't happen anymore. The 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 training for Fultoning and all that and the CQC stuff where you're doing it against Diamond Dogs members, that and was stuff awesome. stuff was so great. Yeah, it was really, it was it was whimsical. And, <laughs> now, and it, it was great all the way through and then nothing like that happens anymore. This is one of the biggest problems with this game is... It it feels like the story had almost unlimited potential to be, like, the greatest thing. And then it just kind of... It just be- becomes a way to get into the open-world gameplay, almost. Yeah, at I mean... The if, end, you can't really look at it as more than that. Cause it feels like a video like, game in that the story is there to support the gameplay rather than the other way around. And that's not what, ever what Metal Gear has been. And that has been a big complaint. People who don't really like Metal Gear, just the series as a whole, are usually people who say, well, the gameplay sucks. The controls are, are impossible to get into, and the cutscenes are 30 minutes long. I don't like that. But the fans of Metal Gear Solid... Are at least willing to put up with that, and and well, it's not even the controls are clunky, but the gameplay is great if, if, <laughs> if inaccessible. A lot of people disagree. A lot of people just say like, no, it's just totally. A lot of people are retarded. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But it feels like this is 
a drastic response to that kind of criticism where it's fantastic that they pulled it off, but it's like they focused all their energy on the gameplay to make it the best game possible and then just said, Wish it basically ah, let's is. make a story too. Well, it doesn't even feel like that. It feels like they had such grand designs on a story that just didn't work. Yeah. The story does not work. It's not a functional story. It doesn't take you from one place to another and give you any kind of satisfaction. That's not something you'll find in this game. Yeah, and again, um, it doesn't have characters. I I don't want to I don't want to stop talking about the story, um, but just something worth mentioning. I think the game will have a lot of potential for um, for new gameplay stuff because on PC at least, because what people have found is that the game's logic is all stored in plain text Lua files. So it's really, really easy to change. The way that you re-add Quiet to your game after she leaves is you just copy and paste a couple lines of code into a text file and save it and then repackage it. That's really surprising that it's that simple. Yeah, and you can change all kinds of stuff. Like, I, it's not inconceivable to to think of like a total conversion MGS5 mod in the future That'd that be, wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me if it is really moddable and it seems like it could be it seems extremely moddable that would that would be awesome because the first thing i thought after finishing it when i was like thinking of okay here I'll, at least on the bright side of when, when i had that going on in my head it was like if they let you design levels basically that would be so great because the core yeah. like it's not just that the world, the way that they built the world and, and the individual outposts and stuff, it's all well done, but it's not amazing. It, it's, the, it's the way that they built the AI, the gameplay, the, the way things are... I hate to use this word because it's such a buzzword, but it, the emergent gameplay and the and, and dynamic way that, that things play out is just ripe it's for... to use for this. It's so ripe for just people creating whatever they want and saying, like, all right, figure out how to infiltrate the base or whatever. Uh, and and I, yeah. I, I actually feel the main story doesn't have enough just infiltration stuff. Uh, and maybe maybe if I was given a lot more of it, I would have... I, I would feel differently about it. But especially that... The, the first last mission, the one where you're infiltrating to beat Skullface, I thought that was going to be, like, a big base... Like, when I got to the end of it, I thought that I was just getting into the base. And then it ended. Oh, the hangar with Sahelanthropus? I, yeah, well, no, I thought that the was... Hangar. Well, yes, the hangar. I thought that all, was... Yeah. I, th- I almost thought that the interior of that was going to be like the interior of Shadow Moses. That's what I thought it was going to be I didn't like. have such grand ideas in my mind at the time. Not, but, well, not that grand, but yeah. I thought it was going to be kind of like that, like an industrial indoor Like maybe element. multiple missions take place There was basically there. no indoor... Yeah, and, and after stuff. that happened, I thought, that the, I thought for sure that the final infiltration mission, where you're, you go into the... You're meeting Skullface who's landing in the helicopter, that one. Yeah, I thought that that was going to be an info. I thought that was going to be like a huge infiltration thing, but it really wasn't any bigger than a lot of the other missions. And I was like super disappointed when it just entered a cutscene. It was like, oh, okay, that's it. Uh, I, I felt like I had just gotten started. And 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 it was <laughs> funny enough. It was one of the missions where I, I love like doing a mission perfectly where you sneak in and sneak out, and it's like yeah. nobody ever knew yeah. you were there. Um, a ghost and. 
that's how I was doing that mission. Like I, di- I didn't even like trank anyone. I was just crawling by guards, and then a sandstorm came by, and I made some ground, and it was perfect. And then literally, like right before the cutscene is triggered, like right before you walk up the stairs to go meet Skullface, one guy just turned at the wrong moment and and saw me instantly, and he had a mask, so I couldn't trank him in time. I got a D rank on that mission, really, uh, and I did it like perfectly up to that point. I was so pissed. It was, it, and the ranking system is another thing. Just like I don't like the ranking system how they built it because it it doesn't reward actual sneaking non-lethal enough play. or non lethal play either one because like you can run through and just trank everyone in the head and that's how no, you get an S you rank. Can, you can kill everyone. Yeah, in the head you can shoot everyone in the head rank. too. Yeah, um, uh, you get more bonus points for tranking them, but not that many. And and it's mostly about time, which I don't want to be and constrained for know, time. Did you know that the cutscene like intros they count towards the time, so you get a better rank if you skip them? Did you I know, did that? Not know that? Because I knew that. That's awful. It That's is terrible. Oh my god! And so that was my that was a big problem I had with Ground Zeroes though, is because I would at first I was trying to get good ranks on missions, and then I realized, oh wait, it's not even rewarding me for being careful for like actually sneaking through the base because everything is time. Like I have to get run, a good time, and and if I'm sneaking now, and thinking about what I want to do, then I I don't get a good rank. That sucks. Now I I can understand some of it. I don't think it's a total a total problem because one of the differences in this game is that the lethal options are fun. They're oh, yeah. fleshed out, and um, it doesn't want to railroad you. It's yeah. very careful about not trying to railroad you into non-lethal play. But I do so, feel like it almost punishes you. Like it doesn't outright punish you. It doesn't dock off points. It actually gives you points, but not enough for for doing it. What I would consider, and maybe this is the wrong way to look at Metal Gear, but what I would consider the right way to do things. Which I think is it is the right way. I think, I it's think the it right is way too. to do things. And I think but, that that is what makes this game stand out. Is if you, I, I feel like there's a lot of players who are being kind of stealthy at first, but then right when they're spotted, they just kill everyone. And they're totally. I think they are doing it wrong, and that they're missing yeah. out on what on the best stuff that Metal Gear has to offer, which is when like the enemy is searching for you, and you're hiding behind a wall, and yes. there's a guy walking up and shining his flashlight, and it's just you're barely out of view, or maybe like you knock over a pot, and they're like, "What was that?" That's that is when the Metal yeah. Gear is fantastic, and I feel like at least half of the people who play it are probably just not even experiencing that at all because they're too impatient, and they're, they're they just I don't. Know don't... About, I don't know about half. I've only met one person. Maybe I'm more pessimistic it. about the gameplay. I, I just, uh, I feel like I, think, I see a I lot of that. I think the gameplay is well done. That people, you and I will always self-impose that kind of thing. Yeah. And We're I hardcore he, gamers. He know, well, he knows that. He, <laughs> um, he knows that yeah. uh, we have the option to do that, so we will. And we don't feel like we're at a tremendous disadvantage by doing that. We get the bonus points in the ranking system. Not enough, I'd say, but it it still rewards us for doing that way. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't penalize easy play enough, but that's a separate issue. Sure. Um, what was I going to say? Whatever. It, yeah. It's it's the, the, the detriments that it does have, especially to like ranking system and stuff like that, that's mostly high-level play, and it's it doesn't really affect... Basically, the important thing is that I have shit tons of fun when I'm actually going through the missions, playing them yes. how I want to play. And, and and hopefully everyone else is too, but I do feel like there's a lot of people who are 
calling down airstrikes and getting quiet to shoot everyone in the head. And and that's I've I've heard people talk about the game and say like, yeah, it was awesome. I had quiet as a buddy, and she just killed everyone. And I'm like, <laughs> that was awesome to you? That's terrible. Um, so well, that was I, I don't one of know. the weirdest. One of the weird. If we're getting back to quiet, that's sure. so weird. It's a game that is all about the options that you have, yeah. and probably like a third of your combat, non-combat sleuthing permutations are all in your buddy. What buddy you Depending have on the determines buddy you choose, how yeah. you approach things. D-Dog sure. makes you super aware of where enemies are, and you can mm-hmm. see exactly where people are through walls even, and where the prisoner you need to get is. Um, and Quiet will, will help you lay down the pain, or, or um, trank people from a distance, distract them. One of the most useful things I found for Quiet to do is have her start sniping with an unsilenced sniper and she'll yeah. draw attention away and so they'll be focused on Quiet. And That's the main reason I did use her. I didn't use her a lot as a buddy because I felt like she didn't add to the experience much. I didn't use much. her at all as a buddy until I researched her non-lethal gun. Interesting, okay. I, yeah, I, I used I, her some. When the I, helmet started appearing, I started using her a little more because I liked her when she would mm-hmm. snipe off the helmets. That was fun. I, but when I saw that her um, non-lethal gun wasn't silenced, I was considering not using her, but I'm glad that I did use her mm-hmm. because you don't have to just use her to kill everybody or trank everybody. Like, there's a there's a good reason to do it. Yeah, definitely. But and uh, for, go for ahead. something that depends that heavily on options, and um, they're, they're not, like, carefully designed missions where um, it feels like everything was carefully balanced... Sometimes some things work and sometimes other things don't, and that's okay yeah. in something like this. But uh, yeah, and to I just feel remove like... quiet from the open world, <laughs> I get that the story demanded it there, but one of the four it buddies. Make sense. It yeah. should have that should have maybe happened at the very end, and then like there are lots of games that do that where your save kind of um gets suspended in time right before the last mission yeah yeah um that's i'm okay with stuff like that yeah uh i mean it it's probably really really disappointing if you don't have a a computer and you there's just no way to get her back (laughs) yeah and also when it's so easy all you have to do is copy (laughs) like five lines of yeah and and i'm sure the argument is like okay that's what it's supposed to it's just supposed to feel the phantom pain from her being gone uh, but I, I just don't. Yeah, I, she should be available for for missions that you haven't done yet, at least. I, or I just even do the Super Paper Mario thing. Give us some replacement that's not quite as emotionally fulfilling, but mm-hmm. provides the same function. That yeah. would be well within Metal Gear. I've developed a cyborg babe that will keep you company. Snack. Yeah, and, and even that... w- it would even be within Metal Gear to be like, okay, when you're actually in a mission, she can appear. It's just that she's she doesn't ride on the helicopter with you or she's not in mother base. Even that would be a metal gear thing to do. Uh, yeah. and maybe that would remove from the narrative, you know, impact, but, but yeah, that is, it's just weird that, uh, that is a game that, that seems to focus so much on gameplay would remove a huge gameplay element. It's weirder when you consider there is no way to revert your save. Like you can't start a new game. Yeah. You have to, delete the actual file and, and that's really no weird too because like yeah i, I it, a lot of people like to just start from zero but you would have to completely restart your game to do that and that's i guess you could probably 
in Ground Zeroes, there was a save file, and it was a pretty simple thing, I think, that you could just like drag out of the folder and you would no longer have it. But You shouldn't have to go into the file browser to yeah, start a new game. You can't do that on a console, exactly. You can. You can delete the actual save file on the system. But well, I'm saying you it can't, like, be move it. You can't like, save it somewhere else. Or maybe you could, but you'd have to have knowledge of how to do all that shit. It's not a, yeah. it's not a feature. Um, like the most basic games have that thing built in. You can yeah. make a new file. Um, and other Metal, Metal Gear, Gear games Other Metal Gear, too. yeah, they've done it. So That's weird. Yeah. Uh, a lot maybe of stuff is weird. Maybe it's FOB thing, but you should have just had constant FOBs. Whatever. Yeah, and the FOB stuff is a little disappointing, or kind of a lot disappointing to me. Um, I'm not having a lot of fun with that. What What's kind of ruined that for me is that you can get invaded when you're not playing. Yeah, and even worse, even worse to me is that you can invade... And you don't know if the other person is online to... I want to invade someone who's defending their base. I don't want to invade yeah. an empty base that I just trank all the guards and, and fold them out. Like Most of the time that I invade, it's empty. And I've never there. had someone defend an invasion. And I've defended a couple. Uh, but And that was fun. It was fun defending. But the only one... For the first one, the guy ran back to the portal and I didn't know that that was an option. And then the second one... I caught him on a ladder and I shot him in the back of the head and that was it. And it was kind of like, oh, okay. I just haven't had any moments, really. Yeah, somebody invaded me and I don't think they were expecting me to be there because they were just basically making a beeline for my command thing. I don't know if it alerts when I When I showed up, when I showed up, they were just killing everybody. They they were CQCing people and just slitting their throats for no reason. They weren't even fultoning them. So I'm like, okay... I guess this is what we're doing. So I just pulled out my machine gun and shot him a couple times, and that yep. was it. That was the whole FOB encounter. It could have been a lot better. It, 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 it had a lot of potential, and they even they even portrayed it as having more potential than I feel like it actually can, can really have. Well, it, ha- it even has that potential, really. It just nobody- Technically. Yeah, the, yeah, those are like But it doesn't encourage limits. it enough. Exactly. It doesn't... Uh, there, you shouldn't just be able to run to a place. No. You you should kind of have to invade. It would be cool if you had to invade as someone other than Snake, like a suicide mission almost. Yeah, and like they implied a, that all the people's FOBs would be different, but they're the same platforms for everyone. Yeah. That's they're really different only in as much as colors and emblems. Are I different. wasn't expecting that because they they outright lied. Basically, they said, "Well, since it's your FOB, you know the shortcuts, and so that's the Even advantage you have Mother on them." Like, wait, no, that's not true. Even about Mother Base, they said things that sort of implied you would customize. You're building your it up, Mother Base, to in a your own way. Detail, yeah, like uh, construction. And at least I thought that you'd be able to, like, for the defensive options, I thought you'd be able to choose, like, okay, here's where I want a camera and here's where I want... Like, what that stuff is... It's perplexing to me that that isn't in the game because that feels like such a basic thing that they could easily add. It's weird. It feels like... So, at first, when the whole Konami-Kojima thing was going on, it felt very much like a Konami... Yeah. Like, Konami was the bad guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know about a marketing push, but it felt like Konami was the bad guy in all this. But from the final product, especially the end, I kind of get the sense that Kojima severely mismanaged his budget and his timeline. I mean, that's that was the story that we kind of had going into it, too. It, that Konami had to shut it down because Kojima was going over budget and going wild with it in a way that they didn't really want. Uh but I guess, but I was it's ex- one thing. It's one thing to go over budget, but it's another thing to go 
over budget and still not be anywhere close to yeah. complete. It feels like it feels unfocused on. and and yeah, and it, it kind of pissed me off a little bit because what ha- what'll happen? Like I when I tweeted my displeasure with the with the ending, I had a few people who were like, "Yeah, it's Konami, man." It, it does not. not at all feel like and a you know, corporate entity stepping in and cutting here, it off. It feels like this was a mess and there's no saving it. And here is the thing. Uh, the, at the beginning of every mission and the end of every mission says created and written by Hideo Kojima. Or created and directed by Hideo Kojima. And it says that all the time. And if this game was phenomenal story-wise... That would be like a really cool, fun touch. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, if you're looking for a place to cast blame, there you go. He reminds you at every turn yeah. that this is his thing. So he didn't have to do that. He's taking ownership of this, and he's taking ownership of its failures, which I can kind of respect. But but I don't feel like he feels – I don't feel like he even – treats it as a failure i'm sure that he has a lot of things about it that he's disappointed with and that he wished that he could have reached to his full potential but like i said the way that those trailers were built from the beginning feels like the game was this way all along that yes there was stuff they had to cut there was stuff they had to mess up a little bit but no because like the marketing for two clearly misled people on purpose yeah and that could have been what was going on, but because the the misleading and it was, to a certain extent, yeah, the misleading thing in this, it didn't turn out to be something that um, interested us. It was just dumb. Yeah, it was very dumb. That's the best word I can think of for it. It's dumb. It's a dumb <laughs> twist. It There's is no reason for it. Uh, I've got I've got like a couple pages of notes about this, and I'm still I have, writing this. Thing. I think four pages right now of just yeah, basically stream of consciousness. Uh, there's so much. Like from what we were led to believe, I'm not gonna pin the whole all the problems with this game's ending on what we were led to believe and what we got. But what we were led to believe is that this was going to be Big Boss's descent into becoming a demon. Well, we didn't watch anyone become a demon much less big boss yeah. make it that i mean nothing uh, yeah and, and 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 like i said before though it, it i think it could have been okay if that's not what we got if it was like well snake was never actually a demon big boss was just portrayed that way you know it, it's the legend of big boss that became the demon not big boss himself and that didn't happen either that didn't happen either, but a lot of people are saying, well, that's kind of what was implied, that like actually Big Boss was never really the bad guy. And I, I get that kind of, but it wasn't uh, clear enough. But it would have been fine if, if, if Big Boss was a good guy all along and uh, if the story supported it, goddammit. If it just – if it just – god. It seemed like – Zero It just needed to guy. be – it needed to be simpler. It Zero. got too big and it needed to be simpler. Zero could have been the bad guy who who morphs the big boss image into being bad, you know, it, or it just there's so many options that would have been fine. And, and, and the one that they took, well, first of all, it just wasn't an option because like we said, there's no there's no real story to the character or anything. It's just all they did was tie together Metal Gear and the, and the game. I thought 
I thought they were going to use Quiet to have Venom become his own person. Everyone else, Miller, Ocelot, even Zero, even Skullface, they're all people that the original Big Boss knew, and they were a part of his thing. Quiet has never met Jack, Naked Snake, Big Boss. She's only ever met Venom. And there was an opportunity there to do something with characters, but he didn't see that opportunity, so nothing became of it. Yep, and 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 Skullface too. I think could have been like, God, he was just so evil. That was part of the problem, I guess, is that your villain is is such a bad dude that that there's not much you can do with the character who's fighting against him because <laughs> it's just it's very clear cut. You know, like oh, like when Miller shoots Skullface's limbs off in Revenge, it, it feels good. It was, doesn't it doesn't feel like you're not going like oh he's taking it too far. Yeah. You're like yeah that's that's retribution. Great. Getting on getting on missed opportunities though. Did you shoot him? Did you shoot Skullface? Did no. you pull the trigger? I didn't either. But I talked to somebody who did. And I think you can guess what happens if you pull the trigger. Nothing? The same cutscene. Yeah. That's that's it's, fucked up. It's... I haven't looked it up. Can you kill Quiet when, when he's doing that? I don't know. I, I At first I thought you could, but now I don't know. Yeah. I mean, judging by the Skullface scene, I would assume no, but I have heard of, I don't know, I, I heard a reference to Killing Quiet, so maybe maybe you maybe can do you it. Can. But But yeah, that's totally bizarre. That blows me away, because that's such a simple thing to... <laughs> that's so weird. Why? No, that scene... That scene, actually, it was good, but framing it like a oh, choice yeah. was horrible. I mean, there was legitimately good... If there isn't a choice, obviously, that's There a was terrible. legitimately good character stuff there. Like... Yeah. Emrick, uh, Miller, Big Bo- and Big Boss, Boss all had good character moments. And, and, and Skullface, they all had some of their best character moments in that one scene. That was very yeah. short. Like, um, Venom and Kaz, they want their revenge, they've lost a lot, and... It shows in how they deal with Skullface. They don't kill him. They get a very brutal kind of revenge. Huey, who is not a soldier and who hasn't really experienced true, true loss at the hands of Skullface, he just shoots him in the head and is like, yes, I have my revenge. Yeah. The difference between that is I like that. I like but that a lot. the fact that it's not a choice... When it looks like one, again, it, it, it didn't feels have like it feels like way. it feels like not just a trick, but just a lie. It feels like a lie. Yeah, that's shitty. And 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 then and the worst, the the worst crime is what happens afterwards. First of all, Psycho Man steals the the vial of the that yeah. never leads anywhere at all. Well, it does in the uh, in the canceled mission, but yeah, does not it? in the game? Yeah. What does he but, do with it? Actually. I think well actually, he takes know. he takes the bacteria out of Eli to save Eli. He doesn't do anything with the vial he He stole. still has the vial, doesn't he? I would assume. They don't show it. That might have happened. Something might have happened with that. that it might have been planned to happen. If, if, if that had been finished, it probably someone would have come of it. Maybe. Stuff like that is more forgivable. Like when I, uh, maybe. When I know when I know that they plan to do it differently, then I, I'm more willing to look past certain you, things. But when there's nothing to go on But yeah. they but the, the my problem with that in particular is that he steals that vial and that's your first indication, oh, okay, this is not the real ending, this is just this is gonna keep going. Yeah. Because it's like a cliffhanger kind of thing. And then 
And then they have the ending cutscene and they show upcoming in chapter two. And they show a bunch of crazy shit happening in chapter two. And you're going, holy shit. I only just finished chapter one and now I've got chapter two and it's got all this stuff happening in it. And, and there's going to be a plot line that opens up because, because Psycho Man stole the vial. Yeah. But chapter two is nothing. skeletal. It's, it's nothing. Bare. <sighs> I mean, it really was. It reminded me a lot of Dark Souls 1, but it was worse in that regard. Where the way first worse. half, where the first half, yeah, way, 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 way worse. Where the first half feels like a really, really polished, yeah, complete experience, and the second half doesn't. Yeah. Um, the difference is the way Miyazaki handled it with Dark Souls is he let some parts of the gameplay just be shitty. Better chaos was shit. Uh, the part where you walk across the lava is shit, but he still managed to plan this correctly so that you still get the Gwyn fight at the end. Mm-hmm. But like he understood where to 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 start making those cuts. And I don't I don't think Kojima was really prepared to do that. And Kojima really hasn't been in a position where he's beholden to a studios like in a long time. He's he was on the board with his company. He had a I mean he was he was a mover and a shaker there. It was I don't think he was really used to making decisions like that. Yeah. That, it's an unusual comparison to make between Dark Souls and, and, and Metal Gear Solid, but I think, that there's a, I think there is a comparison there because uh, the, I think one of the main differences doesn't ever feel like, to me, it never felt like Dark Souls was slowing down significantly in that second part. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I, I felt like a little bit just kind of lost and, and it didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. But for the most part, like there's not that much to go through to get to the end. And, yeah. and it's, and, and you're always moving forward. You're always progressing. And, and it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel even, even through the shittiest parts of lost Isolith, which are the worst parts of that game. Yeah. No question. You still <laughs> are going from one bonfire to another and moving through new places, and you yeah. feel like you're making progress. It's There's fine. an extended section in Chapter 2 where you are just grinding through side ops until the next story thing happens. And then yeah. you grind through more side ops until the next story thing happens. And it's so weird that it's they... It's contrived and it's weird. It's so weird that they make replays of old missions. Basically, they, they label them as if they're a new mission, and Those should be side ops. Those should be. They side should be. Ops. Or, or uh, even better to me would be. I love the subsistence mode stuff. Did you play any subsistence? Yeah, those I are the awesome. Subsistence mission. I love having to start from nothing. That that is a really cool oh, innovation been... on the on the idea. And and I'd love you to can't do that with enable every that mission. all the time. You should be able to enable that all the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean you could you could self impose it, but it should. But be, it's not the same. It should be yeah. It should be a rule that you can just enable for every mission. That would be awesome. It gives like, you bonus points or something. And I don't think it's it's not like difficult to do. They remind no, you no, they remind you about the chicken hat every yeah. time you die three times and there's no way to turn off that. Oh my so god. So weird. I, that yeah. And and it just didn't feel the game didn't feel done. It's not done. It's it not obviously game. isn't done, obviously. I, it's just again, I've brought this up so many times, but it just feels it doesn't feel done. It obviously isn't done. But it feels like everything that is there was there two years ago. That's what it feels like to me. And so I just, I'm so yeah. lost on what the hell they were doing for the last two years. 
it, who knows? I don't know if we'll ever know. Yeah, hopefully we will. I'd love to have like a tell-all or something, but but that probably won't happen. It's. Oof. I just I just hope. I don't think I really have to be too hopeful about this. I think Kojima will do go on to do more great things. He Definitely. even said he tweeted right after the game came out something like, "I'll keep making games forever." Or something he's got like the that. Fox Engine. He's got connections. Well, no, 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 no. I. I did some more research on that. I don't think that's true. I don't oh, think he has the Fox engine. Really? Yep. I think Konami still has it? I think so. I'm not positive, but from what I read, I don't think that original source that said he owns the Fox engine is all that reliable. Hmm. So we'll see. But we'll see. It, does, it doesn't really matter. That That's another thing. So the Fox engine is basically torpedoed at this point, and it was, <laughs> it's a really impressive engine. But Unreal 4 just came out and, and Unity 5 just came out just and they're well, free yeah. and they work just as well. Sometimes even work better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, but a, there's like there a weird, there's a weird to... part of, yeah, there's an advantage of meticulously designing the engine to best suit your purposes and everything. But I mean, th- there's still some weird things with Fox. Like there's lots of, it, it really likes to dither instead of fade. Have you noticed that? You know what dither well, is? I know I don't. Dithering is like sort of when you look at really weird compressed GIF images, like really, really old. Think of really old GIF images um, where it kind of has like that weird dot effect. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how Phantom Pain and the Fox Engine in general like makes things fade out when they're really, really close to the camera. Yeah. It makes them like a bunch of dots that get like... I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And any other engine would just make that more transparent. But Kojima really likes the dot thing, and sometimes the dot doesn't thing bother me. shows. It doesn't bother me. I'm not saying it bothers me, but I'm just saying it's it's weird. Yeah, but I I think it's fine. Uh, it's fine. I, but, the, my only complaint about the engine is that yeah, there's something incompatible with it in my computer. Where uh, the whole game, I've been having a problem with with it locking up, and I had to lower the graphics settings significantly to where I wasn't having like frame rate drops. It was just freezing. And that's and it still does that even at lower settings. And it, I was running at sixty frames per second, and then it would just freeze for a few seconds. I I, I don't know what was causing that, but I, I've looked it up, and not a lot of people are having that problem. So it's just me, really. Um, it seems like a great engine. I think there is a huge advantage to keeping that engine, especially if he keeps a lot of his team, which I um, assume he would, because there's no point in Konami keeping right. them. I think someone like a huge publisher is going to step in, probably. I've heard Microsoft as being like the most likely. I certainly hope not, because <laughs> I've heard that Microsoft has the most to gain, and 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 they would, probably would be, do. Yeah, and would be more open to making kind of a risky investment with Kojima and stuff. And I, I don't think it would be the end of the world. I have the Microsoft. I have the hope that Kojima is weary enough of big publishers now that he'll try to do the. Yeah, um, I don't know if he has the money. Route. I don't know if he has the money. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't need the money. We're in the age of crowdfunding. <laughs> you can just get the money. I at, see at that will. as being a disaster. I see a crowdfunded Kojima game just going to fucking shit. I, I, really? I, yes, because he's known for mismanaging budgets and time constraints and stuff. And a crowdfund just allows so. him to do that. But except then he'll run out of money. And I don't know where he'll get the money that he needs. Maybe another crowdfund. He won't have any release schedule. It, it would be I, I I would hate that to me. I would much rather have Microsoft. Yeah, I get he does kind of need 
he needs a studio to keep yeah. him. Yeah, and and, and you can imagine how much Konami was just involved, like I just like pounding him about this game, and I still don't feel like I don't feel like they are the ones that ruined it. You know, I, I just I yeah, feel like it's all his fault. That's what surprised <laughs> me the most that I wasn't blaming Konami for this yeah. at the end. Yeah. It's uh, his job. He's the he was the head of Kojima Productions. He was the director of this project. The money was his to handle how he pleased, and he didn't didn't handle the budget. He didn't deal with it. Yeah, I, I feel like they. If I were to assume what happened is they 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 were they had a lot planned for the story and they had a lot of staff assigned to I don't know motion capture and all that stuff that they need to do the this cutscenes and stuff. And they decided, okay, we need to just cut that from the budget outright and work on gameplay and getting the game polished so that it can be released. And that I think that is the most likely thing that happened. But uh, yeah, that's just like, okay, he probably mismanaged the budget and his time and all that. And at least Konami put out a polished, finished, fantastic playing game. Uh, Which is still probably the best game I've ever played. It's yeah, it's definitely the best of its genre, um, whether that's third-person shooter or stealth. That's I think that's what's so weird about this. Like IGN is funny with their stupid numerical scores, yeah. and they say not an average, but this really is a case where you can't just average the game's elements and get. The this whole, would be a hard game to story. score because like everyone was giving this yeah, game nine and ten out of ten, and. It is, Beyond ten out of ten gameplay, I mean, oh, it, I, you can't go beyond ten out of ten. I think, yeah, I, you can. No, if it's if it's pushing, I know, I know, mathematically you can't. But what I'm saying is, this is it. It sets this sets the bar for stealth gameplay. Sure. This is the bar being set. Yeah, and but it, other games it's have as done good that as the I, gameplay I, can get. Other genres that I would consider yeah. ten out of ten, and and nothing. Nothing. They weren't like so crazy at 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 release that that I would have to give them an eleven or whatever. It's, it's whatever the ten, eleven, whatever. That's just it, a it's rhetorical. Thing. It's basically. all it's all rhetoric. But the point is, the story is it's broken. It's a broken story. But at the same time, I I have to recommend everybody play this game because it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, it, obviously, and and but the problem comes when you start comparing it especially to other games in, in the series and, and the expectations that you have for this game as a sequel to those games, it, it does not live up at all. It, yeah. it, it, it's, it, it, it isn't even comparable gameplay wise. It is, it so surpasses them, but story wise, it, it, it's literally like a three out of 10 or something story wise. Like it, it's awful. And you know what the writing of the, the like the twist reminded me of? It reminded me of game theory videos. Oh god. What if Snake <laughs> was a medic the whole time? I mean that's what I mean that's what people were doing theory. is they were making these theory videos that was like, so the medic actually is the one you're playing and something it was kinda of like, well that is gonna we, be really dumb if that's we as in you and me and me and other people on the mobile, we joked about that stuff. Yeah. I mean we joked like haha. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if Snake was just a dumb nobody the whole time? And we knew that there was going to be something kind of like that. Yeah, but we but didn't know it was going to be so... Ex- yeah, just Th- That's the thing. When I got the tape that said 
that Eli was not genetically related to me. I'm like, I'm clearly not Big Boss. Yeah. Uh, let's see what they do with that. Yeah. But there's nothing beyond that. It's just they, that's the thing. They don't even do it like a like a proper shocking twist either. They spoil it with that tape. They spoil it with a lot of stuff. They spoil it doing? in round zeros when you've got Kiefer Sutherland's voice as the medic. Yeah. And it's like, okay, obviously there's something going on, but but because it's Metal Gear, you can't exactly say what it is. And and it was the stupidest possible not only That's was the it thing. the stupidest possible option as a twist, it was the stupidest way to implement that particular yes. twist. There's enough there's enough dumb decisions that you could you can't really look at it as totally an like artistic misstep. There is some there's business involved. You get the sense that there was probably a different vision, maybe just an execution, that didn't actually happen. Yeah. Because of money constraints in the real world. So it's it's really hard to think about and I'm not I, I bet you somebody like Matthew Matosis, he's somebody who would say, you know, we we look at the game that's out and you know, whatever's there is whatever we judge, but I don't I don't think it's that simple. No. I, I think not in this case. Yeah, there's it's if it's anything, not a I... finished game. The, the artistic package was not done. Whatever was sold, I either there's consumer issues there, but I just don't this is not a complete work. If it weren't a part of the Metal Gear Solid series, if we weren't expecting the story to be not necessarily even like the other games, but live up to that standard, uh it would be absolutely fine to give this game a 10 out of 10. But if you're judging it as a fan of the series or even someone who's just played the series and, and it comes with those expectations, uh, those standards, you, you cannot give it that good of a score because the story is so lacking that it feels, it, it, it feels like the game is, is gutted. And I wonder, I wonder what this game would be like if you hadn't played any other metal gears, the story is so fine. It would be, it would be, yeah. you wouldn't care at all. It would be fine. It would be well above average. <laughs> the story, just the story alone, uh, because you've got all the content in the tapes that most other games don't go anywhere into that kind of depth into what's going on. They they don't give you that kind of huge dialogue stuff, and and the characters are about what you would expect from any video game, you know, and yeah. and and the actual and the philosophical concepts and 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 the geopolitics, the and language stuff, stuff the language stuff was legitimately yeah great. it's all great and 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 but but it's only really on par with other metal gear you know even that kind of stuff like other metal gears have done some pretty interesting geopo i thought peace walker handled uh the idea of of nuclear disarmament de-escalation all that stuff really fascinating i thought i thought the Peace Walker has a lot of flaws, but I've been thinking about Peace Walker a lot because this is obviously so much like it. Uh, it, it has okay. a ton of flaws, but there's an execution there that is actually phenomenal, and in some ways, it surpasses all the other games in the series. And and yes, and that's what I was expecting from this game. It's like if it's going to be so much like Peace Walker in every other way, then the story is going to live up to Peace Walker in in a certain way, and it just didn't. And it, it, the stuff that so the stuff that was bad in Peace Walker was like. As a Metal Gear story, it was it was pretty lacking. It didn't have phenomenal villains. A lot of motives were weird, and it also didn't necessarily kind of need to exist in the context of 
the series because we'd already kind of had the motivational turn that Big Boss has at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3. He just kind of has it again in Peace Walker, and it doesn't really do anything for his character. So all of that stuff carries over to Metal Gear Solid 5, where it has all those flaws, but all the wonderful, beautiful stuff in Peace Walker, they ignore. They don't do any of that stuff. They don't do the awesome speeches by by big boss the characters that they're introducing that are that are all really well done the great cutscenes in peace walker where it's a comic books thing that that stuff is so perfectly well done and and it just oh five's just so soulless in comparison it it kills me i don't think soulless i do i wish it was soulless i wish I it was like i wish i could just ignore everything but you have things like the ashes scene and you have things like where where you walk into the room and the soldiers are discussing what they should do. That's good. And they say, let's let the boss decide. And then they, they salute you as you kill every one of them yeah. one by one. It is not a totally soulless game. And that's what makes it difficult. But those are only a couple of moments. and It's Even a like... couple of moments, but they're there. Yeah. And, you, and the style. That, that's what we kept talking about. The style was so confident. You almost get the yeah. sense that nobody... The... Nobody, including Kojima, questioned the vision that they were setting forward with. Yeah, as far as the tone and camera work, it, you do get that that confidence. A good way to put it. It's it's it, it feels uncompromised. Like just like this is the camera is doing exactly what it wants to do in a way that that like you just you, you don't sit there and say like well you know maybe if I were directing it I would shoot it some different way. It's just like yep that's how it's supposed to be, uh, but. But the scenes themselves are just so even even the ones that seem to have a lot of soul it to me felt, are just like really lacking and empty and too short. They it felt end. like a lot of moments strung together at times. It okay. like moments built for the trailers that were then exactly like just thrown together. That like was gonna the be... quiet torture scene. It just kind of happens, really. Yeah, uh, that was going to be the conclusion that I came to in my in my video, and we'll, I guess I'll still come to this conclusion. I am convinced that they made all these cutscenes that are in the game to be in the trailers. Period. I I have to agree, and I and, didn't want. I didn't think I would ever think this, but yeah, I have to agree now. And hopefully, they had they said like, okay. We've built all these cutscenes, and then we're going to fill in the stuff that's missing and expand upon these it is, ideas. It's, it's literally like an Adam Sandler comedy in that way. Yeah, and then Konami hired some kind of you know analyst or something to go in there and say, "You need to make some huge budget cuts because you're going crazy here." And they and 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 maybe as a team, maybe one person made it. Who knows how it happened? That's that would all be conjecture. But I think what they did is they just said, "All right, no more cutscenes." We can't afford Kiefer Sutherland. We can't afford even the other voice actors. We can't definitely afford like mocap time, all that crap. We just have to cut out the idea of any more cutscenes happening. You have a story here that you built for the trailer. That's what we're going with. Ship it. I think that's what happened. That has to be what happened because all I would yeah, I want to count and you the cutscenes that you can't aren't say, in the trailers. And even though you, even though you can point to Konami and say they're the ones who said that at the end of the day. Really, it's Kojima who brought that on. Yeah, you can't blame Konami for saying you've gone over budget. Don't spend any more money than this. And then and and maybe they didn't make the decision that there were no more cutscenes. Maybe the maybe Kojima had to make that decision like, well, I either make a fantastic game or I compromise on the amazing game that I want that I envision 
and and Which, do a good story too. To some extent, to some extent, if it comes down to that, I can respect the decision because <sighs> yeah, I, because this was not a period in the Metal Gear chronology that needed to be. Yeah, and I grouted. Uh, I agree was, that I respect the decision because in my mind, I I I'm pretty confident that Kojima had more of a an ideal vision with the gameplay than he did with the story. I think the story, I thought, I think he had some great ideas that he wanted to really expand upon. I thought, I thought, I think he wanted to make a story that surpassed the other games. Surpassed Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, story to surpass Metal Gear. Uh, but then it the could gameplay, have been. it could have been. Yeah, that's that's the way I opened my video. Like this was it. This yeah. was the game that had the potential to surpass all other games in literally every way. Yeah, and it blew it all up in the end. But then, but then, but Kojima said, "All right, so the story is supposed to be this fantastic thing that's going to wrap everything up in a really, really satisfying way." But if I want that, then I have to compromise on this gameplay ideal that is nothing like anything that anyone has ever done before, especially not the Metal Gear series. It's going to be this awesome experience that we've got all these ideas that are all really cohesive and work together, and it's going to be the best game ever made. And if we if we want to do that, we can't have these cutscenes. Sorry, it just can't. We can't do the story that we wanted to do. I I would definitely respect that, and I I do think that that is what happened. I, I'm pretty confident that that's how it how it played out. Uh, it's just really disappointing as a as a consumer. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a weird. It would be. It, I think I wouldn't be able to score this game. Not that I would score video games in the first. It place, would be. But, it would be almost impossible. You're right. Yeah, because I can think of games that don't have flaws. Really, Cave Story is an example where. Everything is just perfect and works, but the highs that you get to in the gameplay of this game is literally unlike anything I've ever played. And somebody in our chat, our live chat that is uh, on YouTube.com, pushed a shout. Uh, somebody said, ironically, that is this the Citizen Kane <laughs> of gameplay, Brew? It really is the, like... This sets the the bar for the gameplay. Stealth gameplay, yeah, no, action I... gameplay. This is incredible. There's never been anything this good. Yeah, I, I in this think, genre. I think it, ever. I think actually, this is one of the very very few times that it would ever be apt to compare it to Citizen Kane, as far as comparing it. You know, a like what Citizen sh- Kane a did. Watershed to, moment in yeah, gameplay. This is what, like saying what Citizen Kane did to cinematography. Is is exactly what what Metal Gear Solid did to gameplay. I think. I think that games will look at Metal Gear Solid for inspiration for a very long time. At, at this particular one, and and I think I, it, hope, I think it I will hope significantly that limited, change how action games are built. Period. I hope that with the limited time that they have to develop Fallout Four, maybe it's nope. too short at no, this point. But no. maybe a future open world game yeah. made by someone other than Bethesda <laughs> definitely will be able to look <laughs> to Metal Gear Solid Five and just just steal stuff. Go ahead. I mean, there's so much that's great about this. Yeah, and, that's what people did. That's what people did with Citizen Kane. They they I, use a lot of the same camera angles that are in Citizen Kane today, and they work because they're great. And there's so much great stuff in this that people should use in their games. And I think that people think that we are exaggerating when we're saying that because 
it, because it seems like okay, well, the question I would ask is what what has Metal Gear Solid Five really done that other games haven't done before? And I think that that is a perfectly fine question to ask, and that's not the point because it's not it's not what it's innovating on. It's not what it's creating perfectly anew. It's not necessarily even a new. So it's 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 the way that they they merge together concepts that other games have done before and reward the player and and create situations that that can happen in a lot of other games. So like you've got God, I'm I, I'm trying to piece this all together in my head because I haven't even really given that much thought to gameplay because I've been so focused on the story, which is sad. <laughs> but like you've got games like Battlefield where the whole appeal is crazy shit can happen you tell your friends stories about how crazy shit happens but battlefield doesn't do enough to make that crazy shit tell its own story and encourage it to happen in ways that are interesting and 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 ways that are unique it, it, metal gear solid 5 every player is going to have a different experience and that experience is going to make sense that was sense. basically the whole last podcast we were just talking about what what yeah. happened in our yeah. game and 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 it felt like our game. It felt exactly. like we were like making things experience. happen that only happened to us. And, and if if there's anything to be said for the Venom thing, it's that it could have made Mother Base and Diamond Dogs feel yours. It and that was the point you were building up. But it just I'll give didn't them the work. credit for that. Is that is I as that is definitely the idea they were going for. It's just the execution yes. sucked. Um, but yeah, Beyond it does, it does like, feel like yours. Another base, not so much. I think there should be more customization options yeah, there. Yeah, but again, that's probably something they were hoping they could do and couldn't. Uh, but when you're in the open world and you're doing missions and you're infiltrating villages and stuff, that is yours all the way. No two people can have the same experience because there's so many options. There's so much shit that can happen and the ways that you react to it can be so diverse. And, 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 and just the... What really blows my mind is that the way that the AI reacts to it is so diverse. You, you, there is it is so hard to strike that balance between AI being frustrating because you don't, you can't predict what it's going to do, and AI being satisfying because you can't predict what it's going to do. Uh, and then there's AI that is so predictable that there's no satisfaction to be had at all because you know. If I do this thing, they're going to do that thing, and then I you can plan it all out, and it'll work. Your plan will work because you know how the AI works. And Metal Gear Solid does not do that. Some a wrench can get thrown in there all the time. You can knock over a pot or whatever. A little mistake can happen, and it'll completely change how you have to go through the rest of the mission. And that choice is yours to make. It, truly, it's not. It's not arbitrary. It's not like oh well, I chose to use a a trank pistol, and and you chose to use uh, the sniper rifle. It's not as simple as that. It's. It, it, it's the way that you implement it changes, those weapons. Yeah, the, the the gameplay decisions you make change the way things feel at their core. They're not superficial differences. Yeah. You make substantial choices that matter gameplay-wise. I, I mean, I there's, all a... kind, there's all kinds of games that say, oh, your choices matter story. They change the story. This, the gameplay changes just drastically depending on what you want to do at any given moment. Yeah, and I, there's I, there's nothing else that really captures that feeling as well as this does. I don't think so. And and uh, and 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 like we said, it it 
it encourage the reason that people want to tell the stories of how they did the missions isn't just because everyone does it differently. It's because while they're doing it, they're sitting there going, "Oh, this is fantastic!" And I'm doing. They're saying, "I'm doing such a good job here," and it doesn't feel manufactured that way. It doesn't feel when I when I infiltrate a village and I sneak up behind a sniper by climbing along the cliffside. And I strangle the sniper, and then and then a guy sees the the body, and I have to do something crazy to to fight that guy off. Instantly, I'm sitting there going, "Oh, I'm handling this really interestingly, and and this is my own thing, and I want to tell people about it because I feel like I'm doing such a cool job yes. with it." And it's not like I don't sit there and say that, and then it's like, "Yeah, that's just kind of how the game goes." It's it's like that's no, that feels yeah. like it's mine. And you kind of even though there was that sandboxy element to the other Metal Gears, uh, you, you still felt like you were going down a path. Mm-hmm. That there were certain optimal ways to do things. And this just feels so huge that it doesn't really happen. Yeah, I mean... But it's, I, just, it's just overall... It's not like... <laughs> it's not like the incredible gameplay and the bad story average out into something average. Like it's a it's a weird, complicatedly bad and extremely complicated and incredible game. Yeah, um, I think everybody should play it. Really, it's it's fascinating. It's, but I do I do think it's an incredible disservice to the fans. Yes, for the reviewers to sit there and say this is a ten out of ten game. If it was reviewed by a Metal Gear Solid game, I don't know how people can say that unless they just didn't finish it, which I assume is what probably most of them just didn't finish it. It's, it's um, just unlike anything. It's unlike anything else. It's a, a it's a watershed moment for gameplay. It's one of the most impressively disappointing stories of all time. <laughs> it's just incredible. I mean, I mean that literally. Like it's you can't believe it. It's yeah. fucking. How? Why? That was the biggest question I was asking during the whole inning. Why? How and why? Why? Why would you do this? And it doesn't. It doesn't provide an answer. Why? What? Like? And there never will be one. And there never will be. And 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 there's so sense, much potential that was. In some sense, it's like Metal Gear will never die because it was never resolved. Yeah, you can think up your own Metal Gear Solid Five story, and it would be well, way better. Eli, Liquid Snake, as a kid, leading gets, child soldiers in Africa should have been amazing. That should have been so cool. And and the trailers, it pulls out and it has a pig in a bucket. It's like the pig head in the bucket. It's like oh my god, they're gonna. It's gonna be like Lord of the Flies. There's gonna nope, be this. It's just there. It's just it's just a thing. It's just and that's and you infiltrate. The, to be fair, that was good, but it, it wasn't like you know it wasn't as significant as the trailers made it out to be. No, it wasn't significant at all. That's the whole problem. Is you 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 walk into that room and he's sitting there and he stands up and I don't know if he said anything. Uh, and you fight and you beat him and and you leave, and the only other characterization you get is that he he leads the other kids, but that's all done off screen. Uh, <laughs> you don't get any interaction between him and the See, kids. I'm, I'm okay with some of the stuff. Like one of the, one of the intentional designers, we're going long this week. In case oh you guys hell yeah. This. We're over two and we hours need now. to, we have yeah. to, we knew this was going to happen. I, I, like it's so much more, there's so much more to talk about when it's this weird and complicated instead of like last week when we were just raving about it. I think there's a, a merit 
to keeping things off screen. Um, I think the skull face torture scenes work very well that way, including the code talker scene. Did you listen to that whole tape? Yes. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good tape. That was great, and it was effective as a tape. Yes, uh, I agree. Um, I, th- I think there's some, there's there's potential in leaving certain things off screen, which is definitely something that Kojima had to learn from Four. That we don't need to see, we don't need to see everything. Just you can leave some things to the imagination, and you can leave some things to the people who are really, really interested in digging deep, like those code talker tapes where the Wolbachia, the same, you, the male to female, didn't have to listen to those. That's which yes. is definitely a a plus. And that's one of the things I was getting to when I mentioned code talker is I'm so happy that all of that, all of that stuff that come with with code talker is in a tape. And if you if you're interested in what he has to say, but you don't want to listen to him for ten minutes, talk really slowly. You can do the fast forward, and it's it fast forwards one line, line of subtitle dialogue yes, at a time. That was cool. That is so great. That is exactly what it needed. I think Peace Walker did that too. But that is that is what the exposition needs. That's what kind of was... frustrated me about three. When you would be on the codec, you could skip to the next line, but then it would stop the voiceovers. Yeah, it was weird. It would it would let you just read the subtitles, skip to the next subtitle, and you could listen it would also to it keep if you playing. Want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that it was that was a really good implementation. The whole tape idea is fantastic because you can listen to them while you're running around mother base or managing mother base or developing things. There's so much stuff done in the menu and and just out of the core gameplay that that you can listen to the tapes and get through all of them while you're just managing stuff. I love that idea. I don't love the idea of a lot of major story stuff happening on tapes instead of in cutscenes because I feel like they ought to be. I felt like most of the zero conversations should have been oh, yeah. cutscenes. I, uh, I mean, at this point, the ending stuff. I mean, how do you even <sighs> think about that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, the the zero. It should, it should have been a lot of things. It, it should have been a whole lot of things. The zero conversation sucked to begin with because they just don't accomplish anything, and all you find out is that zero was pointless. But I, although it was a good tape, the the skull face and zero tape was well done. It was just like that's not what I want. Uh, but yeah, a lot of stuff is done on those tapes that 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 could have a lot of story stuff is is done on those tapes that could have been done in cutscenes, and that would have been better done in cutscenes, and. Uh, this doesn't even need to be said. A, a lot of stuff that should have been done in cutscenes isn't even done in the tapes. <laughs> it's just yeah. not there. It's just not existent. So, uh, but but so yeah, much the, tapes, of the game is just not there. The tapes is a great idea that I hope other games use th- that in some way. I, I I've talked about this before. The part of the reason I loved The Witcher Three, for example, is that there's so many optional things you can dive into to find out more about the world and and. It, there's stuff that you just don't need to it's not required but it builds the world and it helps it feel like more realized and everything and that's that's what the tapes can accomplish but but when you don't have the core story that the tapes can support they they lose all of their meaning they lose they lose everything and it it, it becomes just tedious to listen to mo- to, to most of them and I, I hate that um, yeah it's like yeah there there are some really great tapes but separating the wheat from the chaff can be difficult yeah um, because some of the really really good ones are not color coded gold yeah. they they try to color code the important ones gold 
but a lot of the white ones are pretty important mm -hmm. and a lot of the gold ones really weren't that interesting so i mean it that wasn't too big of a problem for me because i basically just listened to tapes all the time when i would yeah i, I always, have I always skip some I have, code talker gaps. tapes <laughs> i didn't i didn't mind those so much i, I, um, I hated them i did i did dislike them once i found out that uh that the parasites were the catch-all explanation for the Metal Gear Solid Three special powers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really hated that. That was uh, that upset me <laughs> that they, he would try to like retcon three for the worse in that way. But I, the how it affects the end doesn't bother me that much. The end wouldn't matter, but he mentions the the um, the fury. And he mentioned, like, they're all that way. I didn't That's hear, all I didn't hear him mention the other stuff until you brought it. I didn't know that was a thing until yep, you brought yep, it up. Yep, and yep, that, yep. Does, would, that does ruin it. Yep, that's that's it awful. Does, yep. <laughs> that, I it, probably just shouldn't have said it, maybe. Yeah, maybe I would just that never know that first, was a thing. That was me at first, too. But then uh, um, somebody on our mumble corrected me, and then I went back and checked. Yeah, like, Sorrow. Oh, yep. Sorrow is really the only one that really bothers me. I, I can I can handle all those other bosses being explained away through parasites. Yeah, the fury just burns. The pain just has bees. <laughs> the bees, but yeah, the bees make sense. Like okay, yeah, he's got some sort of pheromone parasite or something. That's that that is totally yeah. fine. But, but but communing with the dead. That's that's a huge thing that Metal Gear Solid Three does that blows you away and that should not just and, be explained the away. The horrible part about it is that if you grant these parasites exist. And they sort of like reanimate dead bodies, kind of, and yeah, it it does explain it. It makes it worse, but it explains it. Yeah, and I don't and know. it introduces something that can just ruin everything like easily. Like it's just one of those plot things. that's like, oh, okay, so now nothing matters because <sighs> Kojima Kojima has had this weird tendency in four and five to just try to explain everything mm -hmm. for no reason it didn't need to be explained and i mean it was that is better a, without an explanation that is a trend that 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 existed throughout the, the series i think but that the reason that it was bad in four and five is because the few mysteries that remained in the other games were were, were tried to be yeah, explained why, away. Did it, why did it have uh, to dip back into three that didn't they didn't, need it to didn't do that. yeah uh I, that is, i'm just so weird like i shouldn't i shouldn't have to um like I've made fun of head cannon before. You've heard of that head cannon. Like I've heard of it. Make pretend they make assumptions about yeah, what yeah, the yeah. cannon is and treat it like in their head, like it's real. But I shouldn't have to have a head cannon that ignores five because I want the mystique of three to live. No, you know. But at this point, I'm I'm really I do not accept that the that the powers of the Cobra unit were caused by parasites. That clearly wasn't an idea at the time of three, and I'm just ignoring it. I'm not going to accept that. I'm ignoring almost everything that happens in five in my head, uh, and not and I'm not having to go out of my way to do it because five felt it so it wrong at the yes, time. It feels like. A big nothing. It feels empty. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to ignore the story. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, Carlos, I don't know how many of you have listened to Carlos, but uh, if you've heard the beef charred ass cat, you know Carlos. <laughs> gotta get that plug in there, huh? Yeah, gotta get the plug. I'm, I'm cheating on the Push Show podcast. 
no, they're they're pretty different podcasts, but everybody should <laughs> listen to it. Um, anyway, he he kind of has this attitude like this has ruined Metal Gear Solid Five for him, and he doesn't even want to play it anymore. And to some extent, I see that. But uh, I I I went back and I played some more today, and I did some. I I got a couple mods. Like one of them increases the graphics and makes the night darker. The night's kind of like washed out and bright in this game, so yeah, yeah. it makes the night more realistically dark. And I kind of mm-hmm. like that. And we're gonna see because of how easy it is to change this game. We're gonna see a lot of mods. I'm I'm very certain of that. That's cool. Um, yeah, like like they're literally they're literally plain text files where you can just change numbers. Yeah, and, and change things, but um. Yeah, I don't feel I don't feel deterred from this open world stealth game. I it do. Just, it just doesn't. Uh, well, I do, but just not as not to the point of abandonment. Yeah. I feel like I can enjoy this engine and this gameplay still, um, maybe less than before. Yeah, yes, less than before. Yeah, but <laughs> I I can still do it, and that the the phantom pain from this bad ending will probably fade with time. Some people have said that that is a legit, like, intended consequence of the ending. No. No, it's not. <laughs> Fuck you. I think... <laughs> I, it's not. I think... I think... To a certain extent, maybe, like... Uh, like, the, the the pain of, like, saying, like, oh, I thought I was Big Boss the whole time, but I wasn't. That that might be intended as being, like, oh, that's supposed no, yeah, to be a bad thing. that feeling. I can see. But, like, but... Not, not the continuous, just empty feeling when you play the game of like oh Thematic this disappointment sucks is never justifiable no, no uh yeah i i agree but but i yeah when i play the game now after knowing the ending uh i definitely feel a constant pang of like why why yeah, why just why? like this could be so much better and i just feel like i'm it's all pointless and it doesn't stop me from enjoying the core gameplay but but it does it does Distance. I, like, so, I would. I would. I would want. I could possibly one hundred percent this game, but I I'm know not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to. I do know that. that I'm just not going to have the motivation now because it doesn't feel like that cohesive experience. I, I just. I don't have the love for it that I want to have. It's so sad. Uh, really I want is. this to be one of those games that I think back on and be like, "Oh my god, that was incredible!" And and uh, yeah, and a it, certain part of it was. Yeah, that it's. But, uh, as, it's as a, a game. sad. It's a sad game. It's a sad, yeah. sad game. Not going to be a happy memory, uh, unfortunately. And and uh, someone in chat asked a good question. They said, uh, they asked, uh, what would you think if they announced a paid? This is not going to happen, but I think it's a good theoretical question. What would you think if they announced a paid DLC story add-on uh, to the in the price range of Ground Zeroes, and this DLC wraps up the story nicely and gives a proper ending? How would you feel? Uh, honestly, if it depends, first of all, on whether Kojima is involved or not. Right. If it's just a Konami thing, then fuck that. Yeah, in yeah. The if, ass. We, if we pretend that K- Kojima himself wrote this yeah. uh, extended ending and then expect people to pay for it, I, I probably would play it. Uh, I would block out. I would acknowledge that it's horrible from a price consumer perspective and everything yeah but i i want i still want and i will always want to see what this game would have been like if its vision had been finished and you know i don't i actually don't think it would be that 
that bad. Uh, as someone who really hates the trend of DLC and everything and, and incomplete games being shipped. This is clearly an example of they ran out of money. They ran they out of money. They needed more money. They it needed more money. Yeah. And I would give them more money for them to make it fucking good. If it was billed as like, here's the story that I wanted to make and couldn't. I would pay full price for a game that that just that was that just completed that story and made it the way that it was supposed to be. I would I would literally pay full price because I do think I do think that that this game is 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 just awesome enough to be worth that price in my head. I I think that's fine because if if you took out all the story, literally all of it and it was just a game, just a stealth game, uh it would be worth full price. And 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 so to, it's to, still it's still worth full price. It's worth sixty dollars, yeah. I think. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you took out all the stuff, all the additional stuff, it would still be worth full price. Yeah. And 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 on top of that, I'd be willing to pay extra for a completed story that couldn't be done because the full game is so incredibly well done and and spent so much money and time to make. That that would be okay with me. It wouldn't be great, but it would be okay. Uh, it's it's now pretty clear at this point that Ground Zeroes was a way to fund the game Mm -hmm. for sure that's i i hadn't really thought about that but yeah 100 percent. like at at, it seemed when it came out that it was just very blatant money grubbing they just wanted it is still they they did (laughs) but they they needed it like Mm -hmm. and still mismanaged it horribly they made a lot of money on ground zeros i'm sure the, it, it there's just feet it's feature creep they 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 add one thing to the gameplay and they're great ideas and they add this and they add this and they add this and eventually they don't have room to add much more and then they go back to the story and well we can't really afford these cutscenes anymore we're gonna have to axe a couple or maybe six or maybe a dozen story missions <laughs> i don't but i don't think it was a creep i think it was just i think it was more of a very early on saying like We've only got enough money. If you want to oh, make, no. if you want to make the game that you want to make, we don't have enough money to also do the cutscene. That's what I feel like it was. I don't think so. I not think, like, like I think they got to a point around Mission Forty Three <laughs> where they where they're like, uh, we we have hit a wall budget wise. We at this point we have to make certain decisions. But and again, based that on might the- involve spacing out. That's what it felt like. Because forty three comes right after that first like. section of big grinding, yeah. it seems like you could have had like forty three, forty four, forty five, and gone all the way up to fifty of legitimate actual mm-hmm. story missions. But they finish forty three, and that's when it feels like there's nowhere left to go. After forty three, it's the end, and I don't know. It, it feels like forty three is about where they had to make some serious decisions. I and I know that 43 extent. is late in the game, but because we saw so much of the late game in early trailers, maybe it is true that that decision happened early. That's what I'm saying. It's based entirely on the fact that the trailer included these same scenes that are shown late in the game that are very much completed. I mean, yeah, you're only seeing part of the scene, but all the models and assets are 100% done and the camera work and everything. It looks like it looks like they have the full scene completed or at least mostly complete. And then there's very little added on to that, and that was years ago. And so really the only conclusion you can come to is that very early on they had to say, we can't do any more of that. And, and, and yeah, maybe they had it planned out where it's like, okay, we're, we're at mission 40, 43 or whatever, 
Uh, but it was really early on, and they were already planning all this stuff out. And they said, "All right, well, we we cannot do all these missions we want to do. Uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on the game instead." I it has to I, I it, this is all conjecture, but I just based on the trailers alone, I feel like that's a, that's a huge amount of evidence that that this is it's <laughs> it was an early decision. I don't know. At it's this weird. point, I don't even know how much I want to know about what happened and when and where i am so curious i have to know i'm curious i'm curious but there there's no satisfying answer to be found i think i yeah it's it's disappointing it's sad it is um and i i I, but i still have the witcher 3 to play holy shit (laughs) i envy you so much i i still have a lot of witcher 3 to play though they Speaking of news, they 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 announced that there's a new expansion yeah. pack coming out, and Heart, it's Hearts of Stone. And I I have to think that they name it that way and format the text that way to look like Hearthstone. I did not notice that. <laughs> if, if if you look, if you like, get back from the screen and like, I don't know, squint your eyes or something. Yeah, you could you could skim it as Hearthstone. And if you were Irish, maybe call it like Hearthstone. Either way, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I could see them doing that. Honestly, they they seem like very playful developers. But, yeah, with, um, the, with the DRM GOG scene. Yeah, and and uh, patching the game so that there were these there were these cows that you could farm for I don't know leather or something like that, and it was basically breaking the game economy. And they patched it not to take out the cows, but they added like a radioactive cow or something that would just kill you if you tried to do it. And like that, yeah, they're <laughs> playful. They're playful developers, so I could see that. But yeah, that expansion is supposed to add like, I think they said like ten hours, which isn't which isn't a ton in Witcher Three standards, but uh, that'll be a, worth its price at least. And and I still haven't even completed the main game, so I do have some Witcher Three. But I started the main game. Oh my god! If if I still had all of the Witcher Three to play and I knew how good it was. I would not be sad at all about Metal Gear Solid Five right now, honestly, because to me they're equal in my mind of like game of the year. Like I, I, I love The Witcher Three so much; it's so great. I don't know if you'll, I don't know if you'll love it as much as I do, but but you're I, definitely I gonna love it. I don't know if I'll like it as much as you do, yeah, but yeah. I, I have a, I have a special place in my heart for those very well developed fantasy worlds. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a very good one, and and everything about. Everything about the story and presentation of, not presentation, but just the story of The Witcher Three and the world building of it—it's it, it, everything that Metal Gear Solid Five is not. They really are just like mirror images of each other because The Witcher Three's gameplay is pretty lacking. I mean, it's not—it's not terrible. It's serviceable it's to the plot. It's serviceable to the plot. And in some ways, in some ways, that gameplay is functional in service of a great story. And Metal Gear Solid Five—it's yeah. a beyond great gameplay the best gameplay in service of a terrible story. Yeah, if anything, the story is a disservice to the gameplay because it, it, <laughs> that's what that's what makes it so tough. Like I don't know how you would I don't know how you would call a game of the year this year. I mean f- at this point for me, it could easily go between Bloodborne and this. Mm-hmm. Um and I haven't played Witcher 3 yet. Obviously that'll be a contender once yeah. I play it. But like Bloodborne is so consistently great, and this is—it's so inconsistent. Everything Bloodborne it's tries to do, scattershot. Everything Bloodborne tries to do, it does well. 
And Metal Gear Solid Five tried more than Bloodborne did, probably, but but well, definitely, but it, it doesn't accomplish those things. And so, it, and the same with Witcher Three, like everything that Witcher Three, every you don't ever feel like, oh, they just didn't have the resources to make this game better. Uh, the gameplay is it works, it's fine. It's not you're not going to get sit there and get frustrated with it. Or I, I got frustrated at the beginning just learning the controls and stuff, but it, it, it's fine. Uh, and and it doesn't. It doesn't feel lacking. It doesn't feel like they ran out of time or money. And and just Metal Gear Solid Five. Just it's so sad. Ugh. Yep. Somebody Matsu Denton, the person who asked the Matsu Denton. Sorry, the person who asked the good question earlier uh, said, "What about Hotline Miami 2? And I think they were being sarcastic. But no, that uh, shouldn't. They shouldn't be because that's that. That's a legitimately good. I I I. I like that game a lot more than you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I know you do, but I, I, going back and I actually just last night actually I was looking at Hotline Miami Two story stuff and trying to piece more of that together in my mind because it's so disjointed in my head. Uh, I am starting to come around to Hotline Miami Two's story more than I did initially. Uh, I think I should have played through that game. I, but I, but again, I'm coming back to the same problems I had before. I I wish I played that game twice in a row so that I could focus more on like, okay, when is this stuff happening? But the gameplay I didn't enjoy enough to do it again. I, there was too much frustrating shit, like the the long range stuff, enemies, so many windows and all that yeah, stuff. That was just frustrating. To me. Were, I didn't like that, and I I was very frustrated with it. And it wasn't in a it wasn't in thing. a hotline maybe one frustration. It was it was a unique frustration that was that wasn't satisfying. Yeah, that's the thing. Like some of the some of the highs of Hotline Miami two. There were some really incredible missions in that where mm-hmm. you would go into a room and there were lots of people in there, but you had the means to quickly kill all of them. Yeah. And it, but the story was weird. The, the police station and prison break were fantastic. Yeah, uh, I remember that. But it's mm. not directly compatible. I'm not saying that this is an analogy, uh, but <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five has stuff like that yeah where you you something really really works in the gameplay but something really really doesn't work in the story yeah uh hotline maybe too though i mean it just had it had some problems that at first seemed minor but when i put it in the context of like how much that was affecting my enjoyment of the game at the time of playing it i i it cannot be it just doesn't live up to first of all what Hotline Miami 1 was and it just I feel like it failed personally to me it failed uh, at what it was really trying to do and and it, it tried too much with the story it, it, to the point where it got too confusing um, but there were there's but that story like once you learn what actually happened in that story yeah. and you and you like watch it again and you know how it plays out it becomes so much better. I, I, it becomes a really, really, really fantastic story, and and the music and just how everything was presented in Hotline Miami Two was fantastic, even better than one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, at the time, that was the problem. It was just at the time of playing it for the first time, it was not a great experience. That's that's one thing I'm. I don't know. I don't want it. Like Super Meat Boy is one of my favorite games ever, and it's a platformer where you die very quickly and a lot and you just yeah. immediately repeat the level i'm okay with failing like 
a million times. Yeah. Even if it's not necessarily fair. Like, I have patience in that way. But but the levels only last like 10 seconds. In yeah, the levels last 10 seconds. I don't have much patience for bad storytelling. Yeah. I have a lot of patience for frustrating gameplay. Yeah. So I was I was really okay with a lot of the legitimately unfair ways you would die in Hotline Miami 2. I didn't really mind so much getting killed through those glass panels from off screen. Um, I just kind of put up with it. But something like Metal Gear Solid Five, I can't get over. I don't know what it is. But I can't. I, I I think it's I think that's legitimate because, like, it's when the story has potential and doesn't live up to it, yeah. or it attempts stuff that it fails at. That's when the story becomes detrimental to the rest of the experience. It's it's not when the story doesn't try all that much and ends up just being like uh, whatever. It's it's when it tries and fails, and and I hate to say that because it's like you want people to try with their stories, you want to you want that, but it, it potentially they're making their game a worse, <laughs> yeah. a, a worse experience overall, um, and that's that's just the way it is. It's it's definitely true, uh, and 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 a good story, a really good story will support the gameplay and the overall experience in a way that it could not possibly do without the story. Like, you know, like even games that are very gameplay focused, like I, I, I love uh, world of goo. It's just this really simple oh, kind yeah. of puzzle game. I love it partly because it has a very simple, but well presented story It has a very little, just a cute kind of story that is yeah. so well done and melds so well with the tone of the game and everything that it made the experience something that just, the puzzle alone, although it was good, wouldn't have stuck with me. But because of that story, it stuck with me as a fantastic game. I love it. It's it's. I actually love that game. It's yeah. like one of my favorites. So, there you go. There we go. <gasps> there's there's more to say, but <laughs> I I can't think of it. Um, We've had two and a half hours of talking about Mario Sound Five. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting. This is. is the this is the video game event of the the decade, for better or worse. Story wise, gameplay wise, it's just it's it's lows are so tragic and horrible, and its highs are unlike anything in any other video game. It's really strange. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. We'll probably we'll probably talk time. about it more because there's gonna be. As time moves on, I think we're going to start to sort stuff out in our head. I, Maybe, I wonder. That's hopefully. something I've wondered. Like, how how are we going to see this game? The more we detach ourselves from the disappointment yeah. of not being big boss, or will that, that stick with us the whole way? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> tough stuff. We'll just have to see. Yep. This was. It's a shame because this is something I saw myself playing for 300 400 and you hours. were you were actually more hyped up for it than i ever was i mean i i got pretty Probably. hyped at the in the weeks before its release i got more hyped but you were i during the podcast you were like glowing with excitement and i was i was kind of trying to stay a I little was, reserved because i was still had i was nervous even, about the story if you like, remember I, I do but i still if i mean if you're being honest I don't think you ever expected no, it God, for no. it to go this wrong. No, no, no. Like, no. there is no way 
if the story was competent, and I'm just talking competent, not great, but good, competent, this would be the best game. My my worry was that the story would basically be what chapter one was, which I didn't enjoy chapter one all that much. I didn't enjoy that story all that much, but I thought it was it was I fine. It. I thought it was fine. You know, I thought I, it was more than fine. I'm not saying uh, that to try to take the thunder out of what you're saying, but just no, for I the know. record, just for the record, I thought chapter one was an incredible revenge. I just, I just story. thought Basic, I wanted die hard level. Plot. I think I wanted way more Metal Gear than it provided. Yeah, uh, right. from the not only that. from the characters but from the story and just the moments and all that stuff. Like I think of Metal Gear Solid Three and just all the things that you think of. Just, just when someone mentions Metal Gear Solid Three, I to me. There's these images that flash through my mind of like there, yeah. all the images. Great moments. This had the images. It, it had the images. No, since it, day I disagree. One. I, no, it had the images. It the like let's let's be very literal about this. Let's be let's be very let's be very literal about this. The images it had. Yeah. It had it had big boss spreading not powder venom. on his face. It had big boss rub ashes of his fallen comrades all over his face and it had him standing in a hallway with his arms spread out yeah. like, all of that those you're images right, right. were there but it <laughs> didn't have <laughs> it didn't have yeah it's perfect for a trailer it it's didn't have the story to back it up yeah uh you're right you're right it does have those images you're right it because ironically enough I had more of a clear picture of what No Gear Solid 5 was. Before it came out. Yes. 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 Oh my god. That is <laughs> exactly the feeling that I've been trying to put into words for like a couple days now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like those the, the compilation of trailers in my head. I just had this image of the story and just like how the theme, the, the themes and the tone of the game were going to be. And that's why I was so excited because I thought that that was all just going to be expanded on. And instead, I didn't get that or anything else. I didn't get what I was yep. I, what I expected from the trailers, and I didn't get an alternative. It was just nothing. It's weird. It's weird when Bloodborne's story stands out to me more <laughs> than yeah. this story. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it was a very vague and um, thin Lovecraftian but genre story, but it worked. It was, well, it was Bloodborne there. Bloodborne does in its game what Metal Gear Solid Five did in its trailers. You know, it, uh, yeah, it gives yeah. you bits and pieces. That you can put together in your head as a cohesive thing. Yeah, Bloodborne's Bloodborne's trailers. If we're gonna make the comparison, Bloodborne's trailers did what I wished and thought at the time that Metal Gear Solid yeah. 5's trailers were doing, which is showing you a very very small part of a whole that was just huge and and just greater than whatever you thought it could be yeah that's what bloodborne turned out to be bloodborne genuinely surprised me with certain turns it took and it was great it was fantastic story gameplay wise all the way through this is a very inconsistent inconsistent experience i would say yeah and my, but, my biggest worry before it came out in terms of story again was that it would just be that first bit that was fine but that didn't have what i wanted out of a metal gear story period that was it that was my mm-hmm. worry and then, and then it, I, I was not worried that Ocelot was going to be boring, or or that, <laughs> or that they're yeah. just. I, I just want, there were things that 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 blew me away that were they were so bad that I just was like I I did not think this was going to happen at all. Uh, yeah, that's I didn't think that I I, I never thought that this, that zero and cipher would just be, eh, you know, whatever. Who cares about them? I, that's just. 
the, all the trailers mention Cypher. Everything is all about Cypher, and then Cypher is not even really that connected to what Skullface is doing, and it doesn't have any relevance in the plot, or yeah. even in the, or even in the. I mean, I guess the Patriots system that was built out of what Zero started ends up being huge in the later this. ones, but that's not a direct result in my head. It doesn't. It's yeah, not cohesive. I can't, I can't even see this as just connected to Metal Gear in general. I mean, it's just not. It's not a story. Yeah, and it doesn't feel it's, like Metal stories, Gear enough to. Stories have beginnings and middles and ends, and this doesn't have any of that. And this is, <laughs> and and even when it comes down to simple, like really, really simple, small stuff, which sounds insignificant, but that's part. That's a major part of what you lo- everyone loves about Metal Gear and always has is the tiny stuff that they do that you don't expect them to do or that are done so well that it. That adds to his experience, you know, knocking over the ice in Metal Gear Solid 2 or, you know, it's the little stuff that people end up really yeah, liking. Yeah. And and 5 has that little stuff in the gameplay, but not in the plot or not in the, you know. Right, right. It just, none of that exists. And, 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 they, and even the stuff that they hint at that calls back to other Metal Gears, they just kind of hint at it once and then it's never, like, I'm pretty good. I want to hear the beep beep. Beep, 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 when my health is low. Uh, but it doesn't do that except for one part in the uh, prologue when you're injured and you look at the helicopter, the screen turns red and it starts going, it starts beeping at you. And maybe it does it when you're really injured and yeah, you have to felt, hold down it Y. It felt like a reference. Yeah, it, it was, was just a reference. Like references, I want that not... to happen every time I'm injured because it's a Metal yeah. Gear game, period. Uh, I want... Uh, they they could have done this easily. I want my weapons to be on the right side and my items to be on the left side. You know? Yeah, I mean yeah. that, that that's that's so that's like, a simple request. Um, this is tangential right now, but uh, it's just worth mentioning. Right now, people have been tuned into this podcast for a total cumulative oh view time for a total cumulative view time of forty hours. So think about that. Good for you guys. Good uh, for us. We're sure. Cool. Yeah, we're really cool. Uh, but but yeah, and the guards. The guards, I am. This is just so. It's all disconnected in my head, and it just comes back to me every time we start to wrap things up. In the, the prologue, okay. In the prologue, I don't know if you if you caught this, but the way that the guards move, not in the cutscenes, but in the gameplay of the prologue, is I think I'm pretty sure it's different from the rest of the game. They have a more jerky movement, and they they move and they stop and they turn and they move when they're going between the curtains and stuff. That's They're, scripted. It's scripted, yes, but it's it the way that they move is is like they did in especially like Metal Gear Solid Two is like is the first thing I thought of, um, where they they stop and it's like they think for a second and then they do their next action and then they look at each other and they they give the thumbs up when it's clear. They do that in the cutscene. They all thumbs up each other and that's something that they've always that they've done since two, and that they don't do in the actual game. And that's just kind of like, oh, it's just a reference. And well, just little, I mean, to, little tiny stuff. I can like see that. why they don't do it in the actual game. I mean, <sighs> when the the PR guy from Konami who did that interview with Young, yeah, mm-hmm. um, he he had a even though he's paid to say these things, he had a legitimate point that some things that were in those other Metal Gears aren't in this one, and it's a sacrifice that was made in the interest of an open world that. 
you know, that has the type of gameplay you actually have in this game. Yeah. And you can't you can't see all of those things as a loss because there are necessities that had to be made for the substantial gains of the open world gameplay. But I don't yeah, think that's necessarily true. Yeah, not not in I all the cases. Yeah, you're right. You're um, right. You're right. You're right. I'm totally especially with especially you. the simple stuff that that other Metal Gears did that yes. that that made that that made them Metal Gear and that was part of the personalities. At least they kept the exclamation points. That's all I can say is at least the the sound and exclamation points are still there. Um, but uh, there's so little. And they, they added like they said like I said they do add a lot of little stuff but it's mostly gameplay stuff which it's great it's fantastic uh, but I wanted that I wanted that throughout and and it, uh, it just it just feels so on Metal Gear it's the story like every problem it is it is the, the story, story basically because the, the, the game gameplay, has everything yeah uh, they I don't know if you knew this you pick up little tapes of like. So you pick up. You mentioned the last podcast that if you pick up the shitting tape and you play it while you're in the bathroom, the guards are, won't come in and look. I think that's true. I've heard that from other places too. And uh, I also heard I picked up a tape that said uh, in Russian it said "enemy down" or something like that. And apparently, and I haven't tried this in the game, but apparently, if you you have to put your you have to so you can turn the speakers on or yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. You have to put your speakers on, and you can play that sound, and they'll exit our alert status if they hear it. That's great. That is awesome, and that is Metal Gear. But there's just there's still stuff missing, and, and you're right. It's it's basically just it comes down to story for the most part. I mean, there's some stuff that I would prefer. There's some stuff that they took out that I feel like they took out because they felt like it it wasn't serious enough, which sucks, uh, and or that like. They wanted to move past their roots a little more, but it's still a Metal Gear Solid game, you know? I have the items on the left fucking side of the screen, goddammit. <laughs> oh, it's not on the left. It's on the right. Well, the weapons are on the right, but I don't think the items are ever in the... Or They're maybe it is. Maybe after you face. select, you have if you select always, the box, then it appears in the yeah, bottom right, I guess. Okay, always yeah. on the screen is the bottom right weapon thing. Yeah. I don't know. But who cares? Who cares? It would be redundant to keep it on the left. That's what they thought. But it's a Metal Gear game. God damn it. Well, (laughs) I really have to piss. So I'm going to call it here. It's a good time to call it. Yeah. Two hours, 40 minutes in. It's a respectable podcast. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Subscribe to the Push (sighs) YouTube channel if you haven't. Um, We'll probably talk more about Metal Gear in the future next week probably i finally and, uh, i was too young to appreciate star wars episode one the disappointment of that and now i know you, it now i know the feeling you're okay so you're i think four years older than me right 24 you're 24 okay so i'm 21 so you're three years older how how old were you when fan Menace came out very young i don't know when was that like late 90s I guess I, I was I, probably I was, younger than ten. Yeah, I was like I was like a little kid when that came out, yeah. and that was my first experience with Star Wars was Phantom Menace. So that I, sucks. I, I, I can't. Well, not really. I, I mean, no, like really, it wasn't bad. No, yeah, at the time when you happened, were a kid, sure. Yeah, I was a kid. I just saw the. I was very very bored, but when the lightsaber fights came on, that was cool. And then I got to see the uh, original Star Wars trilogy when I was older. 
and I was able to appreciate it more. That's cool. I I grew up watching episode four like over and over and over and over, <laughs> and uh, and I saw the other ones too, but not as often because I think four is the only one I owned or something like that. And then I got the the the, the I I got the new ones. I think like when the second episode two, I think when that came out is when I first saw episode one. Maybe I don't remember. I saw episode one pretty young though, so I don't think it was when episode two came out. But anyway. I remember being fine with episode one because I was too young to know what was going on or care. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't like it as much as the originals, but I didn't know why and I didn't hate it. I didn't, I wasn't repulsed by it. I watched it multiple times, I think even, <laughs> but, but so yeah, I, I just don't have that feeling of disappointment. I had, I had a math teacher in grade school. His name was Mr. Messler. Very funny guy. And he, was like a real fan of Star Wars. And this was already after I had watched the prequels because I was mm-hmm. a little kid then. But when we would go on field trips, we would have like a bus that had a VHS player and he would put in the old Star Wars. And I was like, wow, this is, this is great. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, that was, that was cool. Um, it, it's nice. It's really nice to go from the worst thing to the better thing yeah and i think even even like a lot of people say like well the little the little kids like episode one or i like the prequels better but they they don't yeah did they still it's a again there's so many comparisons to george lucas you can make with kojima in this the parasites explaining away all the powers of Metal (laughs) three it is it is exactly (laughs) to the to the minute point exactly midichlorians the parasites oh, no. are midichlorians of Metal Gear, and and uh, Obi Wan becoming boring is basically Ocelot becoming yep. boring. Yes, it is. Holy shit! This is his George Lucas moment. But but this is like if you had the if you had the story of the prequels, but with like super great direction and certain decisions. This isn't prequel bad. There's brilliance, legitimate brilliance in this game i yeah uh, prequels had some good stuff they they innovated with cgi and stuff you could argue that like what prequels did with with graphical innovations and in, in cinema could be could be similar to what this has done with gameplay but but in the end i don't think that we'll look back on this in the same way that you, like you look at the prequels and you say like oh well yeah That's cgi horrible. doesn't look all that great uh i don't think that'll be how Gear solid 5 is perceived yeah uh, this will stand up I mean, I can play Metal Gear Solid 1. A lot of people say they can't go back to Metal Gear Solid 1, but when I, I went back to Metal Gear Solid 1 for the first time, like a year ago, it was I can perfect, go back, it was fine. I can go back to Metal Gear Solid 1 more than I can go back to Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, it's, 2, was, two is harder to... Technically. Yeah, 2 is harder to get the controls right and everything. There's just too much going on with 2. Uh, but yeah, 1 plays fine today, I think. I, I, I went back and had a ton of fun with it, uh, for, and that was the first time I played it, which... Yeah. So that was one of the questions I had going into five was, who is the protagonist of the <laughs> Metal Gear series? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Solid Snake or Big Boss? And I think before this, you had a pretty clear answer. Snake, which yeah. was what? I think it's Snake. Solid Snake. Well, everybody's Snake. <laughs> well, Solid Snake. I didn't think so. I think before this, it was pretty evenly split that both of them had equal significance in the Metal Gear saga. 
But now I feel like Big Boss is just a part of history and that Solid Snake is the true... Solid Snake is the truth. He, yeah. he is the resolution to... Well, Metal it's the Gear. other way around for me. It's like, I thought that this game was going to make Big Boss the thing because, I mean, he is the one link yeah, that, that's what that I hope connects all I the games that, and I thought right. it was going to... Yeah, but then it didn't and I was like, oh, well, I guess Solid Snake is still the thing that everyone... Like, I, I love Solid Snake as a character. I love what... I even... like I think Solid Snake as a character is one of the best now things about Metal Gear Solid 4. Now he is. Oh, he always Metal was. Solid 4. Yeah. He always was. But this had the potential. Big Boss always had the potential to be a more interesting character. In Metal Gear Solid then, 3... Then oh, Solid Snake, you mean? In Metal Gear Solid 3 and Peace Walker, Big Boss was clearly the more complicated... Yeah, a better, better character. character. What I'm he's saying a better though character. is now yeah. he's not. He's not anymore. But I, I think old Snake, old Snake in Metal Gear Solid Four, I think is a is a more interesting character old than Snake, than Big Boss, Snake even is, in like Peace Walker and, and Old 3. Snake is more interesting. But I think only because Kojima kind of intentionally conflated Big Boss with Solid Snake in that game. I mean, you have in the very yeah, last, definitely in, you're in right. the very last fight with Ocelot, you have the naked snake health bar yeah. show up as you're, if they're the same person. And 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 there are very subtle differences in their those characters. Like a lot of people just see them like, well, they're both snake, they're clones, and they're the same character. And the only difference is that one smokes cigars. Big Boss has more of a sense of humor. He's more wry. He's he has uh, he yeah. feels everything's a little more. It's like fun. He, yeah, fun, and it's like he has a cynicism that is that he turns into a sense of humor and and solid snake is more like everything's black and white and just like this is what a soldier does on the but he's very serious when he's talking solid about snake what a soldier does on the battlefield the top and, and serious and yeah it works for him yeah and big boss can get serious but he always like he always has like a tinge of like humor and stuff we only and, got and, we only got close to big boss in the later games of the series where that's more serious stuff was yeah. familiar and to peace us. walker big boss and peace walker is a is a pretty great character and and oh, the yeah. monologues that he has i posted on twitter a link to uh when he has a monologue to chico and he calls chico hombre nuevo and it's like oh god that's so good and it's a great it's a it's my probably my favorite scene in peace walker and then it ends with him <laughs> He, he convinces Chico to come to Mother Base with him, and and Chico's like, "All right, Big Boss, I'll follow you." And then Big Boss just puts the Fulton device on him, and he goes, "What's that?" And gets Fultoned up instantly. And I thought that was great. It's it's my favorite thing in Peace Walker. <laughs> but anyway, we've gone on too long. Jesus fucking yeah, Christ! And I really have to piss. So nice podcast, everybody. Thanks for tuning <sighs> in. Please subscribe to this channel. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm glad people listen push to this. Pushtheshout.net. Go there. Do you want? Yeah, no. No, not if you want. But you have to. Or you're banned. Alright. Let's, let's wrap it up. Good night. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs>